You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike, and look who we got over there, people. I'm Shane. Hi. What's up, Shane? Uh, hi. Oh, you know. uh, yeah, that's good. How are you doing? Man, I'm good. Just had a great Thanksgiving. Still a little bit in a turkey coma. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, Tryptophan. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. Today's been a great day. All I did was sit around, uh, watch the movies for this episode. We did uh, watch some football. Yeah. So life is good, man. I can't, you know, I can't complain. How about you? Yeah. Turkey, turkey, stuffing, stuffing, you know. Indeed. Yeah, it's uh, delicious and delightful. Well, I'll tell you what. I, You know, it was a glad good... Glad it's over. <laughs> right? Sure. Are I'm you glad it's I, over? No. You know what? Thanksgiving to me. I love Thanksgiving. I love Halloween and I love Thanksgiving. Here's why. Because last night, we, I mean, yeah, we did do the in-laws thing. You know, we went up and hung out at my parents-in-law. But we went up, we had great food. And we don't have to sit around for 10 hours after that because it's Christmas. And then I don't have to haul away all the loot they give my freaking kids. I mean, listen, it's great for them. But it's kind of irritating that I have to take two trips with oh, all the yeah. loot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, and then the mess. Two trips and they're on the east and you're on the far west. Yeah. That, we're like super far west. We're super. like, on, we're yeah. like on the western mountains. They're on the eastern mountains. Yeah. So it's like, oh. I'd say horseshit. We're fitting this all in one car. We, tr- we try to, but dude, we try, but it doesn't always work. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, minivan can only hold so much. That's right, folks. I drive a minivan. I'm hot as shit. What are you going to do? Dude, it's sweet. I'll man. tell you what. I mean, there was a suit. I, I did something awesome this week. You should weekend. get that minivan wrapped with the corpse cast shit on the. On <laughs> what the fam? What What would the fam think of that? Uh, you the know, kids would love it. I, I'll tell you what. It would be totally funny, especially since my wife is the one who drives it typically. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, so she'd be repping the corpse cast, you know, whereas, uh, you They're know. Like, hey, man, what's that? And she's like, it, leaning out the window. It's my husband's podcast. <laughs> Don't ask. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. <laughs> Don't even ask about it, okay? Oh, dude. Uh, this weekend, I had a I had an experience that I want to share with everyone. Oh, God, okay. You know those moments when you just know that something, their, their life is worth living? Okay, yeah, sure. I went to a little place this weekend where... I my gotta see. Uh, my dog is. Can, can we hear the dog? We can. Hear, he's sad. He's sad. He's. he's no, he's. I think he's masturbating. He's figured out sucking himself or something, <laughs> dude. At least chewing on the balls. He's figured that out. He's like, oh, this is pleasurable. <laughs> well, it's about time, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I gotta go see Die Monster Die in their new practice room, man. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, dude. that was that, that. That was your. Oh yeah, that that was really fun. I mean, because you know, Shadow or sorry, uh, um, Blackhawk, Blackhawk Wind down, Hawk, man. Windhawk down. Yeah. He had a buddy come in and they they decorated the whole thing. It was a great, cool place. Got to see yeah. you. Got to hear some of the new album, man. 
Yeah, that was it's good stuff, man. What are you thinking? I about? think I think it it sounds great. I'm I'm stoked as shit for the new album to come out. We've got some surprises in there. Okay, we've got, we've got some cool stuff going on. But. Well, and and I feel blessed that I was a part that that I was able to take part in some of the writing process. Just 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 witnessing. Just I'll, witness, I'll, obviously, witnessing, I didn't yeah. take part, but I witnessed it. Yep. And that's just that's enough. Man. And before that, we did two more episodes of the video show. The video, absolutely, man. We had a busy Wednesday night, man. That, that night, funny. that night, that week, I wake up at like five in the morning. Ugh. And I was thinking about this when I got up for work this morning. Mm-hmm. I I get I, I get up at about five o'clock in the morning, <sighs> and then I go all night. Two video episodes, then the band practice, then right. get home. You got to wind down. Yeah. So I'm looking at about four hours. My, I, I'm up for about 20 hours. I don't know how you do that, dude. I would be worthless. I mean, dude, I'm an older fella, and it feels <laughs> kind of cool to go. I still rock almost a 24-hour. Oh, yeah, dude. I would be time. worthless. That yeah. is commendable. Yeah. That's that's commendable for anybody. I've got something for you. Oh, let's hear it. So I, you know, I'm a truck driver. I drive in a Ram. I'm a truck and all that. Sure. And I downloaded and listened to the Elm Street episode Ooh, of Johnny the Krug Nation. Johnny. Crystallized. Johnny T. Krugs. Not Johnny T., just Johnny Krugs. Yeah, Johnny well, T's a whole different the, dude from a whole different country. John John Krug. Okay, <laughs> all right. Can dude. I call him that? Sure, please. Or is that not good for you? Um, it works for me. Okay. Thank you, thank you. So I'm listening to it, and and you know I've I've had these issues with downloading podcasts and stuff because of my computer. So right. it got me a little USB MP3 player, which is awesome, and I plug it right in, and it's only you know five hundred and. Dog is, I think he said ejaculation. <laughs> well, well, listen, we'll get through, we'll get through the, let's get through the just intro and stuff and let's just work our way through it and we'll take care. We'll, I'll go finish the He's dog off later. I w- wish he would climax at the end of this story, but that's fine. <laughs> so, so I'm listening to the newest episode. Right. It's the Elm Street. I just started He's, it on the way here. He's, actually. He's doing the one, two, and the three of the Elm Street series. And for Christ's sakes, let me just say this first. Okay. His podcast is called Kruger Nation. Right. If you don't want to hear this guy, I mean, I am absolutely, you know, I'm, I, I am soaked in because he's, sure. he's going to break down all of the episodes of absolutely. the, of the, of the Freddy Kruger and the uh-huh. Nightmare on Elm Street. So I'm listening to You're it. You're keyed right? in, baby. Yeah. And he gets through one and he gets through two. Okay. And I'm, I'm loving it all the way. And then he goes, have I got a treat for you? Oh, dear. Oh, and he dear. says, man, <laughs> let me tell you this. Okay. Michael J. Cadaver. Ooh, yes. From the Corpse Cast has yes. a new thing called the CDC, the Center is, for Disease Control. Control. Yes. Now, here's the, here's the part I want to tell you about. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm listening. I'm like, oh. So your little <laughs> intro starts. Yeah. Uh-huh. My MP3 player goes, what turns off battery dead? <laughs> really, it's like, dude? Not gonna happen. <laughs> and I went. Now is that the battery dead, or is that my MP3 player going? You know, you hear enough. <laughs> you hear enough <laughs> of that guy. <laughs> but I did listen you know, to it. Uh-huh. I went. I I had to go actually back uh-huh. to the Farmington uh-huh. where Ooh, you build the potatoes. Yeah, right there. Got me some batteries. Uh huh. Plugged it in. I enjoyed it. Dude, thank you very much, first of all. Second of all, I wonder how many people's MP3 players took a shit right there, like overall. Because, I mean, I 
I agree. I'm telling you, dude. That's it was lot. literally on the intro thing starts playing, uh-huh. and then it went boop. And I was like, "What <laughs> the hell? Did they mess up the episode? I got to, you know, I got to Twitter Johnny and tell him, dude, right. your shit's." Been. I look at it, no battery. Oh, dude, that sucks. But this little USB player, you know, it's it's battery powered. Cool. It, it, uh, you don't cool. plug it into the USB and it charges. You oh. have to buy a battery. Oh. Well, you know, that's kind of nice because if you're out on the road. You know, then you can pick something up. You don't need a computer. Well, now because my daughter has a camera that I have to that I always have to turn on a computer and plug it in in order to get it, you know, charged, which is stupid. Yeah. Which that's the way the uh, the, that's it's the MP3 player you used to have. Yeah, that one. Su- I hated doing that. Yeah, anyway. but I mean, that's a nice little. You know, it's, sure. it's only five hundred megabytes, but well, it's a it's cool, cool little thing. Listen, and it'll get you th- as it'll long get you some as Johnny I've Krug. got plenty of batteries now. Okay, cool. But I mean, the, the Krug Nation, dude. He gives the one blade, two blade, three blade, four right, blade. Right, right. So it's like to hear him talk about one, two, and three, mm-hmm. which are my faves. My faves too. I don't. Well, I, I, one I, and three. I, 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 I don't like even, two. I don't even care. I don't even care about uh-huh. the rest of them. Okay. Oh, uh, what? This is fighting words. This with Johnny is where Krug, it should though. have stopped. Oh, we had a question of the episode. Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. But okay, it was very entertaining, and I thought your little bit was pretty good. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. I just you did uh, Zombie Lake. Zombie Lake, yeah. Gave it a, gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, because there was a lot of uh, uh, basically exploitative nudity for no reason um, in a lake, and it was great because you saw a lot of swimming ladies underwater that were naked. And the other thing I was that's amazing. Say, well, yeah. Okay. The other thing I was going to say is he also played Dream. Yeah, that's where I am in the dream, episode right dream, now. Dream, dream. But it's like a Freddy Krueger version. Yeah. Where Freddy's going, all you have to do is dream. That was the and I was like, why in the hell have I never heard this in my life? Because <laughs> it's the most irritating, but the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. I, I, I hear and Freddy Krueger chiming in going, <laughs> you better dream. Bitch. Dude, back then was, it was so great. Freddy Krueger, man, they, they, he was just, he was just in the, the air back then. I mean, everybody knew who he was. You ever see the Dream Warriors uh, video, the Doc and Dream Warriors yeah. video? He wakes up. Ooh, who are those guys? Oh, Scary yeah. or whatever. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so oh, funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's great. No, but that, that's, that's, that's all I really have to say about it. But it's, I'm glad to hear that the Krug is back. Oh, me too. Absolutely. And I like to hear his rundown of the first three mm-hmm. movies. Dude. And well, it was cool to hear you do in no, the, thanks. the, Center of dislease control. Dislease control. You know, it's That's so funny. Disgusting. Is you that, love that stuff. I so. do. I love it. It's you know, and it's terrible, and and it's just dirty and naughty. But it's they're just great. They're just great little movies. There. It's funny because I had a buddy from work do the intro. In a world, you know, See, I, I was wondering who that. Yeah, was. Yeah, it's just a buddy of mine from work, and he's like, dude. Nobody's gonna find out who I am, right? And I'm like, dude, shut up. Well, yeah, Whatever. we're gonna put your pink banana uh, <laughs> profile page up. Oh, uh, dude. Well, that's awesome, Johnny Krug. You're the man. Anyway, that's all we got. I think uh, this episode we're gonna be talking about uh, a band. Okay, yeah. a band that uh, is a little bit different than the bands that we've been doing. Lately. Oh yeah. This one, listen. In fact, it's it's kind of hard for me to talk right now. Mm-hmm. Because as I'm listening to this band a lot today, especially, yeah, it peeled my face off. Oh yeah, 
just they're a the metal. Dealer, dude. Yeah, so it's it's been kind of hard. I'm a little sensitive, you know. It's healing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you look a bit burned. He's sure, but uh, we're gonna be talking about Carcass in their 1993 album entitled Heartwork. Yes, I cannot believe I didn't. I've never listened to Heartwork before. Anyway, okay, sorry. And then we are going to be talking about a movie called Ilsa, Harem Keeper of the Oil Sheiks, which in and of itself is just just a lovely little tune. Maybe it could have, or another little song, uh, movie could have been on the uh, Center for Disease Control, but yeah, we're doing I can it see here. It on there. We're doing it here. Boy, we're, I'll we're tell you some. what, that was a movie, all right. <laughs> I can't, I, oh man, it's funny because I've got just so many little tidbits to talk about and how wonderfully crafted it was. You cannot, I mean, from beginning to end, it yeah. was just one after another. You're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> oh, and it never stopped. The fun kept rolling the whole way yeah. through. But before we get into all that goodness, we've got uh, some voicemails. Yeah. we got a lot of voicemails. Weren't you going to bring up the... Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just got a great text, by the way. Yeah. A great text by the producer and the creator of Zombie TV. Right now. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if people have heard, but we have a video show that's, it's exclusively on, uh, zombie TV. It's exclusively on the Roku box. Yeah. Only on zombie TV. Only on the The Roku. Roku. Yes. For now. For now. For now. But that's a good start. But I just got a text and he is going to send me or send us a Roku box to give away. What? You heard me. I can't believe that. Me. You heard me. Wow. Yes. So. A free Roku box. So basically what we've got to do is in the next week or two, we've got to come up with some kind of a contest that, uh, you know, that, uh, would be worthy of giving, of sending out a Roku box. Yeah. So uh, there you go, man. That's pretty damn cool. That's pretty cool. That's, I mean, it's pretty, pretty hot of the guy. He's also sending Shane one. So Shane can finally check out the show. That's hot too. <laughs> He's hot. He's hot. Oh, dude, totally hot, dude, totally. I'll send him a picture with me and my Roku box. Wearing the Roku box and nothing else? Yeah. <laughs> All right. With a little chastity belt. <laughs> open it up. And see your and pubic hair And there's my Roku color. box right there. <laughs> Bang! Oh, yeah. oh, that's wonderful. All right, so let's uh, let's get back into these uh, voicemails. Um, let's uh, give a little reminder of the, what the question of the episode was. Um, basically... Uh, I mean, I don't know if I need to go through the whole spiel. We know that uh, a lot of art has something to say. Horror mm. movies are art. You know, basically, what movies can you think of that you really enjoy that you feel like have something to say, have a social or a political message, they have something to say, but you still really like the movie or uh, because, you know, maybe they're subtle about it or what movie do you like or hate or whatever that you feel like does a terrible job and they're not subtle at all. But yeah. uh, for whatever reason, uh, it's worthy of bringing up here. So why don't we do this? Why don't we go ahead and get into some voicemails? Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to be starting off with Aaron, beca- <laughs> or, or sorry, Alan, uh, because we are indeed because he Alan. is starts with an A. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead. Alan called in. Sweet. Mike Shane, how's it going? What's up? Hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Um, Shane, I hope your grandma had a place to sit after Mike. No, she chair. did not. He did not replace <laughs> anyway, Gam Gam's chair. Onto the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know I have voicemail for Dever Indies, but I just go ahead and say I watched Things Killing after y'all talked about it. Oh yeah. Really dug it. 
That's good. Anyway, on to the question of the episode about the uh, po- politics and movies. I've seen a lot of movies, uh, you know, where I didn't necessarily agree with the politics or even if I agreed with them. And the thing is, I don't really care what the political message is as long as the movie entertains me. Yeah. Agree or disagree, as long as you entertain me, as long as I know that there's some blood. I think some sometimes I'm a little too sensitive. A car chase or something coming up that's going entertain to entertain me. I don't really care what Lord, message you're trying to do. That's the number one reason I go to movies or watch them is to be entertained. You don't entertain I me. I thought it was to see titties. I don't give a crap what your politics are. Even if I'm pro or anti, you're boring me and I'm going to leave and hate your flick. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, that's true. So that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Do you know how he's usually in and out? He called again. Oh, and furthermore. Yeah, exactly. That was such a damn good question. I thought more about it and thought I needed to come back. Nice, dude. Anyway, uh, I don't let politics really influence my movie watching. That's uh, once the movie started. Now, it goes back again to being looking entertaining. But sometimes if I know certain people or behind a project, I oh, yeah. either don't see it or approach it differently. You know, it's kind of, uh, somebody said, hey, Alan, you want to watch a movie directed by Oliver Stone or a movie directed by Clint Eastwood? You're, you're I'm probably going to choose Eastwood most of the Thank time. Thank you. Uh, Plus, he's a badass. You know, that's just kind of how it rolls. Like I said, <laughs> I don't, you know, it all depends on how the flick looks. Agreed. And uh, also, uh, like I said, knowing... What the message or who the poli- what the politics of the people making it are, but even then, that don't necessarily inter- me a dirty matter lecture, as long as it no. entertains oh, okay. me. I thought that uh, was that's a- the biggest thing. Said entertain me. Uh, that's it. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Well, thank you, sir, Alan. Two times. I don't Alan. see what's wrong with Oliver Stone, though. Dude, the uh, doors. Uh, you know, I haven't. Well, the, here, here's the thing, though. JFK, that he's, was not. That he, was not I mean, and, but the thing is, is, I've never seen JFK, and I've never seen The Doors, so I don't what? know. Yeah, you heard me, dude. You got to see The Doors. That's the best role. Uh, what's Val his name? Kilmer? Uh, Val Kilmer has ever done. Really, even better than the Iceman and Top I Gun. I don't like him in any movies. Really? For the Wait, most Top part. Gun, Iceman. Nope. Real genius. Uh, that, real genius. Okay. Acceptable. Top secret. Top secret, okay. All okay, right. you got something there. Okay. But I will say, as Jim Morrison, awesome. I haven't seen it, but the thing is, is I mean, uh, I think this is a little bit different. He's talking about the guy versus, you know, the, the message in the movie itself. Because, I mean, he's a pretty, he's he, it's obvious what his political convictions are. and So he would you know, put also, that in his movie. Well, I don't know. I like I said. I mean, what what are what are what are some other things? Like he didn't he do uh, Natural Born Killers? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Born, and I enjoyed yeah. that. I mean, I liked it. Well, I mean, I don't know if I enjoy. I mean, I it, I did enjoy it. I don't know if it it. I haven't watched it in, since the nineties. So yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't. Well, I had uh, Willard uh, Johnson from Zombieland in it. What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody, uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Woody, yeah. <laughs> Who is best? My favorite thing still is the in Cheers. He, I loved him in yeah. Cheers. Okay. Uh, guess who called in, Darian? The D-Man. Hey, you goddamn sex monkeys. It's Darian from the Padded Room Podcast. All right, look. I'm you ever been bit by a monkey? Ari Vermin, okay? Um, if you're going to get me drunk and get me on your podcast, then you have to expect me to pop off at the mouth. Oh, great. Yes. That's what you got, oh, and great. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> Stand by my opinion. I think his music sucks, and I don't like him. But 
I will guarantee his personal safety. Wait, what? Uh, that being said, let's talk about your question of the you, episode. You may have to rewind. Hold on, I, I, missed I, missed, I missed who he's talking about. So, you know what, people, bear with us. All right, right, look, I'm not going to assault Ari Lerman, okay? Ari Lerman, oh, um, okay. You're going to get me drunk. <laughs> what we call Ari Lerman? Ari Herman. Ari Herman, yes. expect me to pop off his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was... That's what you got, yeah. and I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> Stand by my opinion. I think sure. music sucks. And I don't like him. Uh, oh, don't like him? Did he not like him? Personal safety. Uh, that being said, let's talk about your question of the episode with political heavy-handedness. What? Uh, dude, that one episode of Masters of Horror with the uh, the zombie soldiers that came back. That's my smoke. answer right there. What the fuck was that? That is about? my answer right there. He just took They're it from zombies. Me. It took a big on you. Anybody. Yes. And they don't really want to do anything, really. They just come back and vote, and then they kill over dead again. Yeah, yeah. that's the scary shit. Uh, yeah, that sucked. I believe that was Joe Dante. Yes, and, and I and I really like Joe Dante. Um, as far as which ones had an effect but weren't as uh, blatant, you got to go with uh, any of the Romero movies, dude. Uh, Darian just stole all my thunder. Night of the Living Dead. He, That's what he does. He, he, uh, he's going to beat Ari Lehman's brains out. Dude. Uh, they weren't expecting it to because uh, the role of Ben was never written for a black guy. Little, little nugget there for you. No, I heard it. We know. Uh, but we, we do a podcast. We know all of it. Turned out it was no black dude. Anyway, that's it for me, kids. Uh, you fucking savages, keep up the good work, and I'll talk to you next week. Dude, yeah. okay, so, Darian, I love you, man. And I know that you're taken now, but uh, is it really cheating fight. if it's a dude? Fight. Fight. No, fight. no, it's not. Fight. It's not a fight. fight. It's not a fight. fight. But he fight. took my, that is my, my homecoming. He stole your... That Joe Dante, uh, I can't, I can't remember what it's called. Let me, hold on, I have it right here. It's he called, stole it's your called machismo. Homecoming. It's called homecoming. That is my freaking... That was my choice. I haven't seen it. So what? The zombies get out of the grave. Well, to it's go basically vote. super anti-war. And listen, there's a ton of anti-war movies, but not not only anti-war, but hi, this is an evil war, and we're coming back because we're zombies. We're going to vote against George W. Bush type of thing. But which is fine. Which you know what? Sure. I I you know I'm not even saying that I completely disagree with the sentiment. All I'm saying is, could is you it, just consider like really really old people that still go vote zombies though? Mm, well, dead people who voted for Obama, but whatever. Let's let's move on. <laughs> oh, this guy, <laughs> this I'm just guy. teasing. I'm just teasing. But no, but that that is my number one most hated political slash. I've never seen that. Oh, it's terrible. Well, the movie itself, I can't remember if it's any good other than that because I was so pissed off. So I'm like, this is shit. This pisses me off because of just how blatant smack in the face it is. And then for my more subtle but still masterful. Was every George Romero movie ever made, man? Those were more social, social, uh, messages as opposed to necessarily political messages, even though he leaned to the left and all that stuff. He never really was like, um, you know, basically this was just more against consumerism or, you know, other stuff like that. But I mean, so he basically stole my answer. So there's my answers, guys. Thanks, Darian. Well, thanks, Darian. Anyway, uh, let's see. Ari Herman. Ari, fight him. Ari Herman would kick your freaking butt. Okay. Ari Herman's going to come after you, especially uh, when I tell. Dude, uh, James called in. What's up, guys? This is James. Yo, Irma Gertz. I'm with the question of the episode. First off, I got something to say. Oh, dear. Last episode, I got something GP to say. was saying he's been opening out for Jake and Snake. Well, 
theoretically, by my logic, I could be wrong here because I'm kind of a dumbass. But that would make me, I guess, the closing act to entertain all the drunks to straggle in that are trying to stay drunk just so they don't realize how stupid I really am. <laughs> but, I don't know, maybe I could be an opener for both of them. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of the know. local band anyway, situation. <laughs> what movie do you think has something to say that doesn't smack you in the face? I'm going to have to say The Grill Next Door. Okay. I just because it's really prized and leans heavily on human depravity. I don't know if that smashed in the face or not, but sure. after a couple of viewings, I you know, took it into conclusion. I didn't really care for the movie too much. As First much of all, you watched it a couple of times. Way wow. better, in my opinion. What's happened to the guy from, what was the name of that show? I can't think of it now. Ghostbusters? Melrose Place. In it, that's just another reaffirming fact that, you know, Hollywood people shouldn't be in any kind of a horror movie. <laughs> just saying. Melrose Place. <laughs> and another movie that smashed you in the face. You're going to love this one, Mike. God bless America. Oh, I hated that movie. Take it or leave it. Love it. Hate it. I love the damn movie. I gotta I'm watch to this day. It's just so much. It's, it's great. I love it. Anyway. A lot of, most people love it. Work. A lot of people love it. I can't stand it, but here's why, I think. Because, I mean, I get it, okay? People every people are assholes. I don't need some motherfucker to tell me that somebody's Do you ever see that movie with Michael Douglas in it where he just... Falling he goes, down? Yeah. Yeah. That's different though, because that's just a snap. He just snaps. But the, here, here's the thing though: falling or not falling down. Uh, God bless America. That's different. In that, if it were just a guy who who just freaks out because life, because everyone's an asshole, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. But okay, so let's say since you've seen Falling Down, let's say instead of getting pissed off at freaking McDonald's for not doing breakfast after ten thirty right, or whatever, right. uh, he gets pissed off because. Uh, like Chris Matthews on MSNBC is loudmouth or, you know, cause, sure. you know, just something like that. It's like, you know what? That's great. That's fine. It's, it's a good premise. Uh, but you know what? I don't need to be, it, it, the, the difference too is, is it so preachy? And I don't need Bobcat Goldthwait out of anybody. I don't need freaking the guy who talk, I can't even do this. I don't need that guy. Come on, me. dude. I you can't talk trash on the Bobcat. Listen, I, he he gave me a lot of great times in the eighties, especially I can't remember if it was uh one crazy summer or if it was Better Off Dead where he's like I remember there was this guy who the the kids would pick on See, and whatever you, I used to kick the shit out of him. You know, you, so, yeah. you even got a good impression of Bobcat and you're <laughs> no, gonna piss on his no, face. I'm not gonna piss on his acting, but this movie Bobcat. I don't know his directing skills. No, you're no, pissing no, on no, no. Right he now. did a great job directing. The movie is great. The the message, the writing is what I had a problem. I don't need to be preached to. I understand that people are shit. You know what? And and that, Zach's that, gonna love this, and so that, Jake. This isn't thing. that the question though? No, no. He's right. That, so but, this should be in your category of hey, preach to in the poo poo. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with, um, you know. You're saying preach to you in a good way, preach no, to no, you no, in no, a no. bad way. Preach to me in a clever way. Don't smack me over the face with it. And sure. that's what's smacking me over the face. This was sure. actually telling me that uh, I'm a despicable human being. You know, whatever. I mean, we could. There is that what you got from it? Is no. that you were a you particularly no. were a no because despicable no. Human being? no 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 no. I but, don't think you're despicable. Well, I don't. Well, well I appreciate that. But no, but the thing is, is I mean, it's a funny. It, there's clever parts. There's all this stuff. I just don't like getting preached to. I don't like somebody sitting here telling me, "Oh, this is bad." And it's like, you know what? I'm I want to get entertained. To go back to what Alan said, man. Yeah. It's like I don't need to sit there and you tell me that freaking Bill O'Reilly's an asshole. I don't need you to tell me that. I know he is. 
is. I still, do it live. I still love the guy, but I'll tell you what. I don't need some asshole telling me this stuff. I get he, it. He told me that straight up now, Tim, and you uh-huh. read about uh-huh. He told me. Bill O'Reilly on Inside Edition taught me a lot of things. Oh, sure. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Right. That's the greatest thing. I. That's weird that I never got to see that until YouTube, but that was hot. <laughs> Well, they're not going to. He taught me a lot of good things, like, uh, you know, little stories about. He's a wise man. He is. What Paul Abdul's doing. What else, <laughs> what, what else was listen, going on listen, when he was I'm in, not, in, in the business? I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, that it's not clever. I'm not trying to say that it's not a well put together movie because it is. And it even had the guy. No, it wasn't the guy from UHF, but it was a guy who I, I recognized and I kind of like, you know, and there's even, I mean, it, it started off funny because it's like he has the shitty white trash neighbors and stuff like that. I freaking get that. You throw the baby in there. That's the only, I saw the trailer. But I'll the tell baby you, in the air, bang. I'll tell she you what, though, beautiful. dude. After about an hour of that, I was like, okay. Did you I watch the, get did it. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I watched the whole thing start to, from start to finish. I watched the whole thing. I was pissed off the last half hour, though. I was like, that is enough. I get it. I get it. Where's these people's redemption? Maybe there's a little bit of a redemption to be had, but the story is just a bitch fest, and that's why I did not like is it. it. I haven't seen it, so I don't know what's going on. Listen, watch The it. last 30 minutes is what really no. percolated. No, no, percolated. no. It, was, it wasn't the stuff that was in the last half an hour, but it was, the, it was just the brow beating for that first hour. I just had enough. Just like, okay, I get it. Right. Everyone is an asshole in the world. I get it. Hey, man, I'm Stop I'm with preaching Aren't we all to assholes? No, you speak for yourself. I'm an asshole. Yo, yo, yo. A S S H O L E. Sorry to go off on that a little bit, but uh, I just, oh. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Johnny T. You know, the funny thing is, is out of most of the people who watch that, most people like it. I drive really fast in the ultra slow lane. Wow, no, no, no. People in that cars w- are going insane. I'll tell you what. It would be worse if it was opposite. Going asshole, really slow yo, and really yo, fast yo. lanes. You're an asshole. Yo, yo. Okay. Yeah. What was that? Dennis Leary? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I love it. Uh, okay. Johnny T. called in. Johnny T. Mike and Shane, Johnny T here from the UK. How are you doing, Lord Loves? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Catched up on your shows. Just managed to get through to the Halloween one. I've not catched up with the other ones yet. Nice. uh, Because I've been on holiday and stuff and that, or vacation, or holiday, or vacation. Makes me smile when I (laughs) as we say over here. Um, And also um, a little, 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 little little thing um, for Shane. A little thing for you. Let's see then, Mike. Who do you think will sound better out of doing this? Right, I'll say it first. Okay. And then, if you don't mind, if you pause it and then get Shane to say it. Oh, dear. Shane says it the best. Right, I'll do it first. Hello, Gavna. Now it's your turn. Hello, Gavna. <laughs> pause it. I did. I did. We paused. Well, then, Shane, let's say yours. He did. He did. I'll do one more. Okay. Hello, Gavna. Fancy a cup of tea, you wanker. Now it's your turn, Shane. Hello, Gavna. Fancy a cup of tea, you wanker. <laughs> There you go. No doubt I will win hands down. But anyway, guys, on that note, I must dash because um, I've got some more painting and shit like that to do. And also, before I go, I've not had a chance to say to listen to your other shows, but um, Shane, did you catch up with the Salt Lake City um, Capital Theatre uh, thing that I sent Mike? I didn't. I need to get that to you. If no. you need to get that to you. I know your thoughts on that. And also, have you started watching Breaking Bad yet? Because if no, not, you need I'll to kick see. your fucking ass. It's, in, anyway, it's guys, on Netflix. Speak to you soon, Gavna. Bye. <laughs> Dude, yeah, there was a paranormal 
something, or I can't remember one of those TV shows that they do real hauntings and tell the stories, uh, the story of it. It made me take my whole family out to just go to the to Capitol Theater and take some pictures with them in front of it and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I did a whole. There's one day where I did a whole haunted day with my kids. Uh, the 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 wife was out, and I took the kids, and we took some pictures in front of some of the most haunted places, and that was one of them here in Salt Lake. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, the dude. Capitol Theater, I've heard. But there was an interesting. Uh, I can't. Paranormal Witness is that a show? Is that is that a show? I don't know. But the thing is, is it was just one of those shows. I need. I should bring it to you because Johnny Tay got it for me, and I. Yeah. You know, I should. I should you bring that him. Fucking guy. He's like you can't watch ah, this. You fucking guy. Because, because like over to, there you can say the c word and it's not. I a big like deal. to bang you. You can't. I like to lay down on <laughs> you naked. It's so, it's so funny that like that C word down. is just okay there. You can just say it. It's I'll like, tickle like, you twice. Good morning, mommy. How, you how's everything time. going? Um, I saw this cunt the other It's like, I can't even say that without getting the chills anyway. Let's move on, shall we? You facker. <laughs> Levi called it. <laughs> hey, Mike and Shane, it's Levi. Um, <laughs> just calling to, uh, Tell you, dude, I've been in one of those Christian haunted houses before. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and a buddy went Ooh. around 94 or so. And, mm. uh, man, that was pretty lame. <laughs> There's no, uh, no guy with a chainsaw. There was, uh, you know, no bloody zombies, nothing, man. Sure. It was, um, getting pulled into a TV because you're watching porn and, I don't know, some abortion <laughs> thing. But, it, you know, it was weird, man. We got wait, out wait, the wait, end. Wait, We're wait. like, dude, let's get out of here before someone preaches to us. Wait, can I pause it for a second? Can I pause it? So, there was a guy who got pulled into a TV because he's watching porn. One of my greatest fantasies is to be sitting there wanking it to some porn Absolutely. and being pulled into the TV. I wish I was with five girls. What, what? I saw this. <laughs> What was that? What was that porno I saw back in the day? I was like, please soak me away. Take me there. Five girls. I don't know. Oh man. I don't know, but that's excellent. It's off a movie. But uh and my mom, when I was fifteen, Whoa, what? she I was listening to some A C D C while I was at the garage that she worked at with my dad. And uh, I was painting the Punisher uh on the on this uh, hood for a, a car going into a demolition derby, right? But um it, yeah, I, I was painting the punish on this car, and I was blasting ACDC, and Highway to Hell came on, right? And after, you know, after I needed a break, uh, I, I went into the main office. I saw my mom was, was crying. I could see her through the glass window, and, oh, no. and I put yeah. my stuff away, and I, and I walked around to the office. She's crying to my dad, and I hear her say, oh, he's on the highway to hell. <laughs> And I, had the same I thought thing that happened. was really ironic. <laughs> she would say that, dude. And it was funny that your mom said the same thing yep. to you, dude. When I, I getting ready for God, school. I don't know. I we must have worried our parents. My dad wanted to get me and my brother some mental help one time. He, he we, we were we <laughs> we record ourselves doing voices on tapes and stuff, and we said a bunch of dirty stuff. And then my dad thought about getting a psychological help but I think psychological okay. help but uh anyway for being a um, kid I hope you got my last message shit. I think my computer screwed up and let me show you my weenie but anyway <laughs> I'll talk to you later oh Levi that's great you know listen I wonder how many children have been listening to Highway to Hell from ACDC and got scolded by their parents oh dude I could I don't think we could ever count on the head of a pen <laughs> we could never count the number of people that were scolded by their parents for listening to ACDC. Oh, so Mike, are you on the highway to hell? That was that, my mom's sarcastic little quip there. Cause, but yeah. 
honestly, dude, the dude's working at an auto body shop. He's dude, a grease monkey. Dude, you listen to that shit. You listen to like, you got Led Zeppelin, you got, you got ACDC, you got your uh, Jethro Tull playing at those places, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, like- I mean, it's like, I mean, if she was going to cry about <laughs> LaVey's problems sure she would go you're a grease monkey man yeah you're working in the garage you're hanging out with these hooligans you're right you're you, you, you know you're, you're greasing your hair back and you're <laughs> and you're and you, you got the cigarettes rolled up in your sleeve and you're you know yes uh, yes oh yeah it's Dude. never ending man it's like <laughs> acdc that's the last yeah. thing you think of that's pretty funny though man it's like baby i'm on well car, plus man. you remember I'm working on the undercarriage you remember back then all those like those like 2020s about how evil music was and all that stuff. So that, I mean, there was a kind of a satanic panic of our yeah, own over here. And that's what they called it, the satanic panic. I mean, the eighties was, man, it's all uh, Michael Jackson, all of it. You can play it backwards. You, you gotta it is laugh. The devil. You gotta laugh when Motley Cruz, too fast for love and all that yeah. stuff is, you know, shout at the devil. Okay. Maybe, but you know, smoking in the boys room with their like pink lipstick and all that. Come on. And that's a song from like the sixties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's fun times. Oh, any, hey, any way to condemn people. It's like witch burning. Mm. You know? Oh, you know what? That, that's a great point. I mean, that's just new, Neo, which the thing is, is it's been around since probably before witch burning, the real witch burning. And it's yeah. been here since. You know, in one form or another, what are you going to do? It's a way to persecute that and go, hey, man, we don't no, like no, that. I, I don't know if it's persecute. I think it's just people being scared of stuff well, they don't understand. And 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 this will, and we're not even going to talk about the movie right now. Oh. But Ilsa. Oh, yeah? That movie right there. Mm-hmm. The only reason people weren't inflamed and <laughs> on fire and pissed off going, how misogynist, right. rotten, filthy right. fucking garbage. Uh-huh. Is because it didn't hit. I guarantee you, it didn't hit mainstream. It, oh, dude, it didn't absolutely. hit theaters. Uh, well, if that, oh, it was in. I bet it was in some theater back then. If that was it the was, way to if do it. it was like boom. It was in grindhouse theaters. I mean, which weren't like the megaplexes. Well, or that whatever you call the people them back that want to see it, they're going there to see right. it. But if it was in theaters, like if it was down at like, the Jordan you, landing, there, you know, yeah. Be, yeah. Could you imagine spending your entire life? Man, you couldn't get a night's worth of sleep no. with all the movies from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s. Nope. It was a different time, though. You know, it's it's like if that, the, the reason why people get pissed off is because there's money behind it and it can be in theaters. Well, I also, thought, I also at, think it's because they're scared and they don't know how to just, they don't know how to work that out, so they get pissed. But the best way to do that for the dollar is to get on the big one. Get the big sure. one that's going in theaters and go. Like the Exorcist, we condemn this. Like this is rotten. If the yeah, exactly. Like the Exorcist, the, the Exorcist, one everybody was going to see. Exactly. If that was in Grindhouse theaters and no one knew about it, yeah, there would be no problem. Well, I, it was. I guess I wonder if it was just. I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But I wonder if it was shocking because here's this masterfully made. Uh, you know, horror mo- well movie that happens to be about that subject matter. And, and we're talking about Ilsa was what. Three years later. Ilsa, what was that? What was uh, Exorcist was 73. Ilsa, I think, was 76. Yeah. So three years later, right. here's this movie. Yeah, it doesn't get the big play. Yeah, like but it didn't, yeah you're right. It didn't get no the No one threw their, didn't their, their fists them. in the air going, we will not stand for this. Right. This is small, small potatoes. Yeah. You got to go, once you cut the head off the leader, the rest of them die. Once you cut the head off the snake, yes. two other ones grow. Oh, is that how... 
That's not. I think you need to go back to biology class. But whatever, uh, Vaughn called in. True that. Oh, Vaughn. Hey, uh, boys, how you doing? Let's do this quick. Three minutes and I'm in and out. <laughs> like most of Mike's sex. Uh, oh, anyway. thank you for saying most. Um, but, oh. I've dripped, uh, fucking Don't Leave Your Blood, Death Dorm, Frank's fucking awesome. I don't know which copy <laughs> you guys had. If you guys had the uh, Blu-ray that just came out, I did. I did it on the show. You had the one that too, came from Netflix. About, um, but I love that film. The ending is fucking awesome. Um, great. One thing from your talk about the film that I got that I... I really wish I was do I was starting a band because I would call it a hot Tate and the dick trickles because that's fucking <laughs> awesome. You know, that just made hot me fucking get up my, my fucking Dr Pepper. I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me! <laughs> hot Tate and the dick trickles. That's that's the fucking band you want to hear at your mother's fucking funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Anyway, oh. um, I don't have anything for the, uh, the the question of the episode because nothing really offends me. Nothing really pisses me off. I mean, of I call some like. For God's sake. Hey, easy. And, I'm know, nice. He pisses everybody off, I'm like so. the most classy dude he talks to. You know, and I've talked to GP and God. Yeah, I agree. Looking at him, his wife gets pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Shane, keep it up. I love you, baby. Mike, grow out that beard. I want to see it, baby. I want to see He's mine. He's growing man. it. Mm-hmm. He's working it. Year and a month. He's got baby. his pomade. I do. I do have my pomade. Right, it's yeah, it's less you. of a beard <laughs> than a glorified goatee. <laughs> And Vaughn's a little crazy. But okay, that's I've got him. something to say. I'm, I'm oh. calling him out. I'm oh, giving oh him dear. a breakdown. Oh dear. Okay, right let's do it. Let's hear it. He's put out his. The last episode he put out was October, oh. right before Halloween. Okay. And in that episode, which was fan fucking tastic, okay. I enjoyed every bit of uh-huh. it. He's like, so I'm going to do this every two weeks. Uh-huh. I've decided I'm going to put it out every two weeks. Right. He's, that was he, the last episode. That he put out. Was that at Halloween? Because Halloween is like, only where like, the fuck have I been? What is it? Uh, three uh, weeks you know. ago. It was about three and some weeks ago. You're right. You're yeah. right. So he's yeah, already Get on the horse, dude. What are you waiting for? But he tells a great story about a, the horror convention that he was at. That was hilarious, <laughs> dude. I love that. Motion Picture oh, yeah. Massacre. Awesome, dude. Uh, let's see. Bond, um, you're the man. I think we had a new caller in. I had a little bit of a uh, hard time oh. understanding who this was, but let's just go ahead and play it. Yeah. Hey there, uh. Mike Diablo, Shane Cadaver. Diablo. What are you fuckers doing? I like that. <laughs> so, uh, question of the episode. Uh, what movie made a point that didn't drive it home to the point of being annoying? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to say Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I got the message. reminded me of my early 20s. Sure. It was just a, kind of inspiring, if you know what I mean. Sure. And, uh, oh, <laughs> and that uh, Grave Digger. I only listened to Die Monster Die, occasionally a little Michael Bolton. Oh, that happens. Well, well they're very, they're on the related artist thing on Spotify, right? <laughs> That's really all he had to say. He's just like, I listen to Michael Bolton and I so listen he's, to Die Monster Let's die. call him the Masked Man. We'll call, I think is it, for some, I think we missed it, but I think he said his name was Vito, but I'm not sure. Vito. But, so let's call him Yo Vito. Vito. Vito Corleone. Hey, Vito. Call in again, brother. We love it. The Wolfman called in. Hey there, guys. This here is the Wolf Man again, piping up to give y'all a few thoughts about your question of the week and oh, the dear. album. Oh, good. I gave the album a listen on Spotify after hearing your review, and I've got a few thoughts about it, really. What was it again? I am prepared to be GP'd at the very I least. I don't know which probably one probably have to be done with everything. What did we do last episode on the uh, audio? Last episode was... Uh, uh, Creep Show was before that, so the last one was... Uh, 
O I wait 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 to So was it the, was it the chipmunks? Is that is that what you're Come on. Yeah, I, I cannot remember what we did the last episode. It was the last episode, for God's sakes. Grave robber, dude. Grave robber. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay. Woo. Jeez. That was that seemed like a long time ago. Whatever. It felt I'm like a bowel moment that I just had there. <laughs> At any rate, I said it before, and I'll say it again, mostly around the time when you were talking about polka dot cadaver. If you're going to pimp your message with your art, Make sure that the art is good before you start with the message. All right. All right. That's fair enough. Make sure that the song, the whole song, is good. Not just the music, but the lyrics and everything else. That's the difference between, say, Polka Dot Cadaver, which had songs that kind of sucked, yeah. and, for example, Poets of the Fall, who made one of my favorite message albums ever in Revolution Roulette. Hmm. Ideally, the message should be reasonably subtle, but even when it isn't, you have to deliver it in lyrics that scan, that sound good, and that sing. Revolution Roulette, as an album, is one that I've gone over in loving detail on my blog oh, over at wolfman.wordpress.com. I didn't even know you had that, Wolf. The particular song is a good example on a smaller level. It's all about the people who are too quick to claim that revolution is what you need in order to fix the system, whatever it should happen to be. It follows the transition from righteous indignation over the perceived injustices through the revolution itself Jeez. and into the point where the cycle's completed with the former revolutionaries becoming the new tyrants of their so-called utopia. Right. Is it Maryland shit. Maybe. Is it a good song? Definitely. Compared to Polka Dot Cadaver with My God is Better Than Your God, Let's Start a War, and I think we can see which of these is going to be a better song. Yeah. For an even greater lack of subtlety, you can look at, say, Matthew Ebel's When Consequences Come. That's about as blatant as you can get. But, again, it's a good song, and while it may not be subtle, it has the power of personal experience behind it when it comes to giving out the message. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's and a good qualifier. The grave robbers. Oh, dear. Yeah, they're not too bad. I don't necessarily agree with their messages, but they're putting them out there through their medium, and they're doing it reasonably well. Yeah, Honestly, okay. Screams of the Voiceless is probably the one that I have the biggest problem with, not <laughs> because so the lyrics aren't something I agree with, but because they're kind of re painfully repetitive. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just running through the same, the last line of the chorus, and then the chorus something like three, four times in a row. That's called lazy guy at band practice. Late guy. <laughs> he called in again. I, I'm going to go ahead and have to push play, though. How about how about I push play? Push this play. is perhaps Michael. a little surprising Jesus. when you consider that as a card-carrying pagan Jesus. myself, Burn Witch Burn should theoretically be upsetting to me. Of course, I guess the fact that I'm not about to dispute the fact that it happened and some people think it still should... <laughs> is probably a part of it. The only debate is over whether or not it's right to do. But the grave robbers aside, we've got your question of the week. Oh, Movies okay. and music are a lot alike in this sort of thing. I totally agree. Personally, most art is when that. it comes to picking a movie with a message that I think delivers it well, I think you've got to give them out to Dead Girl. 
There's so yeah. many things you can point to in that film, but ultimately really? it all really boils down to the fact that the only thing between a lot of people and going over the brink ethically is opportunity. opportunity. Oh, yep. yeah! When presented That's, with that opportunity, yeah. yep, gross. even the thinnest yeah. lifelines can be enough, though. Yep. You just have to pray that that lifeline doesn't break. It doesn't come out and say that, but reveals the that's underlying a great, That's a great thing he brought up. Of depravity that keeps turning up. J.D. doesn't have anything holding him back, and he turns without any provocation at all. Yep. The jocks get an opportunity, or at least think they do, and yeah. it just takes a little tiny push to get them to take that extra step too far. Yeah. But our protagonist the, has that lifeline. So you've seen, you've seen. back to the real world, oh. as it were. Oh, yeah. And when it breaks, he breaks right along with it and ends up right where J.D. was for most of the film. Yep. A bleak ending, yes, but one that speaks strongly to the importance of having some sort of hope to keep you going through the harder parts of life. Dude, he's, he's got this all figured At out. At any rate. Yeah. Um, not too much he's a more, thinkings man, like thinkings man. Insidious, which I thought, personally, it had a lot to say about the issues with the modern horror genre. Oh, okay. I might go into that in more detail elsewhere, though. Well, do it on the blog. Please. Uh, yeah. I might want to try and catch Dorm the Drip's blood sometime. It's it solid flick. Like it could be fun if I can catch it on streaming, but probably not going to hunt it out too much. It's a little tougher to find, but well, it's worth I mean, it. Okay. the next show, and I'll talk to y'all later. This is the Wolfman, and looking forward to it. Dude, he's always enlightening our lives, man. Absolutely, dude. I can, I that I wish that guy would give lectures down at the local, uh, you know, at the coffee bar where people, where no, people will, oh, no snapping. I want to sit next to that guy, have a beer, and go, hell yeah, man. <laughs> I I feel that. Or get in an argument with yeah. him. Yeah, man. No way. But to I, have Wolfie right there. One day we're gonna have we're gonna have Wolfman come down at Burt's. Yeah. Since since it's nice and quiet and we have plenty of time to talk since nobody ever goes there. Okay. Right. So he can show up. We'll have a little yeah, we we'll just let him talk about the ex- existential nature of horror movies. I would like to see him you know what I would like to see him do for the corpsecollective.com website? Oh what? I would like for him to do some kind of an audio type of thing. Sure. Like a little video that we put in the video section. I would love of it. The, That'd be awesome. Of the website. And he does little commentaries. The only problem is, is how can we ask him to do that when I owe five videos and I'm not planning on doing that? I know. Anymore. You owe us, but we've all decided that you're never going to... I may or may not. You're never going to I can't even remember what they are. All I remember is the I rib sandwich. I want you on the goddamn bar stool with the guitar doing, Pony wanna crack up. I could do that. <laughs> you just not going to do it. Wolfman, uh, I could see doing his audio, putting the pictures sure. and everything in line, make a video, put it in there. All right, Wolfie, you've been called out, man. Do it. We're all waiting I for would you. Lo- Dude, I watch You're all waiting level. for you. We're waiting for you, son. Do it. Okay? That's okay. all we'll say. What's your picks? Wait, we got one more. Oh, one more? Listen, this Another is dub? this is from Aaron. Now, oh. Aaron hasn't called in a co- in a couple of weeks or whatever, but and <sighs> and you'll notice that Wolfman is not is a W and Aaron's an A. So I took this a little bit out of of uh, order because uh, Aaron went to the trouble of making us a little promo at the end, which uh, you know I think is pretty special. So let's go oh, out with this all one. All right. Hello, Michael. Hello, Shane. It's Aaron. 
Ooh. I haven't called in in a long time. I've been a little under the weather. Um, I got a little touch of the Holocaust. He's been a little so Canadian. Whatever. What? Question of the episode the 44. Of the what movie has a message but says it subtly? My choice is Victor Salva's Clown House. Oh, dear. Uh, that movie has a subtle message because uh, if you make a good movie with a decent story, some likable characters, if you can do all that, then you can molest a kid as much as you want for a four-year period, then get caught videotaping it, and get sentenced three years in jail of the four years you molested this kid, and then only serve three months of jail, and when you get out of jail, you get to direct a Disney movie that will gross $30 million. Wow! So that's a pretty sweet deal, actually. Damn you, GP. Holy trying to sham. Pull me out of my antisocial crypt. I knew I wasn't going to call in this episode because, Mike, you started off the question of the episode last week. You're like, so, art. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to call in right there. Art. I have nothing to contribute, damn you. So I'm going to throw a little audio treat in at the end, I guess. So <laughs> I guess I'm going to answer a bunch of the old questions of the episode. Sweet, let's so, do it. Last week's, what's the grossest fucking movie you've ever seen? Really fucking gross. Like... Like fingering your sister and finding your dad's mm. wedding ring in there, gross. Oh! For me, that's Necrophasia, oh. the band, and their oh. DVD, Through the Eyes of the Dead. I have not seen because it, Because that is the a band. filthiest goddamn movie ever. The music, I don't know, I love it because it's Necrophasia, and Phil Anselm was on guitar under a pseudonym, just the production, and no leaving way. in all the feedback, and all the mistakes, and he a big pile of flemmy feedback. Oh. Right. Uh, <laughs> as if the music wasn't filthy enough to direct their videos, they got Jim Van Beber. So on top of the oh, filthy that's songs, the, that's the uh, got filthy Nancy eight millimeter guy. music videos. Oh my god! Every fucking taboo is broken on this DVD. Like <laughs> Roman you've got all this awesome oh. music playing in the background, no, hey. and then there's rape and cannibalism and Ooh. incest and necrophilia, <laughs> blah blah blah. So you have to review this piece of filth. Oh. Get the DVD. Borrow it, steal it, torn it, whatever. The week before that, what movie needs a remake? How about Victor Salva's home movie where he raped Nathan oh, Forrest sh- Winters? That'd be pretty sweet, because if you think about it, he diddled this kiddle at, uh, I think he was 12 years old. That kid's now 35 years old. He's my and Victor Salva's 54 years old, so maybe we could remake that. Let's, let's oh get on that. So go on the Corpse Cast page, and I've signed a uh, petition to remake that movie. I think that's it. You guys kick ass, as always. I had nothing better to do, so here is a promo for your podcast, which I'm sure no one will ever play. I'm going to let this play me out, so goodbye. I want to hear... The Corpse Cat. I'll pause it. We'll start it over. We'll start it over. Okay, what's up? What's up? I defy. Oh, dear. I'm going to lay this down. I have not heard this. I don't know what the hell's coming Uh out of this. I heard it. But I... Defy any podcast out there that listens to this podcast to play this intro on their show. This promo, I double dog, I triple. Well, no, I triple no, dog sir. There's dare. a lot of responsibility that goes with triple dog. I dares. triple dog dare. All right, let's hear it. All right, let's let's hear it. <laughs> and I'll get it to you. If anybody wants it, I'll get it to you. Let's play me out. So goodbye. The Corpse Cast Podcast. Hosted by the bearded beauty himself, Mike Cadaver. 
Have you ever tasted your own jizz? <laughs> and the original Twitter stalker, Mr. Shaniel Diablo. I'll let you eat a candy bar right out of my snatch. Do like all the latest in horror reviews. Did you used to jerk off to bra pictures in the Sears catalog? You like awesome, sexy horror talk? How about the latest in horror punk and metal? I'll send him my panties. I'll shove them inside like they do in the dirty videos. Sure. Do you like fur burgers? Totally heterosexual male bonding? Beards? And Peter Steele's penis? Well, this is the podcast for you. Is he circumcised? I think he is. And tune in at CorpseCollective.com. New episodes every Saturday. I'm gonna squat. Michael, stop it. I'm gonna squat. Stop it, stop. And remember, if you don't listen to the Corpse Cast, then fuck you. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, that's got to be the most epic thing that I've ever heard in my ear holes. Yeah. That's some fucking good oh, times right dude. there, man. I got, like, teary eyes. That was... That's, that's comma time. I think I'm going to take that out. I think we should start playing that since no one else is going to play that. We should start playing that on our own show. Just dude. to just to get it out I, 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 I'm calling out anyone <laughs> to play that. Oh my god! Play that some bitch. I gotta gotta catch my breath. That was freaking amazing. Hey, uh, so let's get. Oh shit! Hold that on. was funny. So so what's your? We got smiley cheeks. Uh, dude, my dude, yeah, my. Uh, you know, I'm I mean, here. I've got two. Okay, let's hear them. And the 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 first one is of course martyrs. Because okay. that had a lot of talk behind us. Like, well, I don't know what is this. What is sure? This? I don't know. It was very existential. Yeah. The other one that came up to me when he said art, artsy, uh-huh, uh-huh. I thought that Antichrist movie because I just went, I what, don't know do what the, the hell that, your, of that was. I, I don't know. Okay. It was too goddamn artsy. It was, it was, it was very was, interpretive, open to interpretation. Let's shoot this. And it looked beautiful. Yeah, sure. A, a lot of shots of it looked great, but I was just like, at the end of the day, I don't even give a shit what you're trying to go sure. for. Well, you know? and here's, you know what, and, and, and I kind of thought about this this week. Because I'm thinking, well, was this question fair for Shane? Because, I mean, here's the guy who, you know, listens to Grave Robber, you know, yeah. but still doesn't, I mean, he, he enjoys striper, it. Striper, dude. Yeah. That Striper, I mean, if we're talking Grave Robber, Striper is clear-cut, Clean vocal. Oh yeah, I love you, Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. But I yeah. still love it. I mean, you know. So, so Wolfie was. It doesn't really about. affect you very. Oh yeah, just like if it's good stuff, it's good stuff to you. If it's rocking, if it's good, it's. I good. don't know, man. I'm a little. I, I I feel like I'm a little more sensitive. You know, Darian gave away my. You know, the, the exact things that I was going to say, but. Right. You know, I feel like I'm a little more sensitive to it. I want to support those sometimes. You know, I mean, listen, I don't care if you're, I don't, I don't necessarily care what you think, um, you know, away from movies and music and stuff. If you're going to make a movie or music, it's just about, uh, you know, rocking and, and, or entertaining. That's fine. But once you put that into a movie, I'm a little more sensitive to it than I think maybe even a lot of people are. So this homecoming thing that we were talking about. I was pissed off. I was just like, this is the shits. Sucked so bad, dude. Yeah. 
and that's it. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. I didn't, but the thing is, is I didn't have. Um, I don't have a problem with ninety nine percent. I'm sure every single director that's trying to make a ooh, movie, mm-hmm. you know, not just shits and giggles or or sure. or, or cheap scares. But they've got a oh. well. They, that's they've part of art, man. They, you know, it's they've got a story to tell you, and you can sit there and enjoy it. And maybe if it's not as blatant as you know this compared to that, those directors listen, are trying to drive something home to you. What do listen, you think? Here, here, here's the thing. I it's was like, watching some extras on The Devil's Rejects, and Bill Mosley. They were interviewing him or something like that, and he said. Right. He goes up to Rob Zombie when they're filming The Devil's Rejects. He's like, man, this is really bumming me out. Can we do something? Is there something that we can do to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, I mean, this is just wrong and dark and sad. He, and, and, and I guess Rob Zombie turned to him and said, listen, man. How about fattening your wallet? Well, he said, no, listen, art is dangerous. Art yeah. is... You know, art is, you, you, you can't sit here and you can't, uh, I, I guess what you call it, go against your conscience. If you have something to say, for instance, like, uh, uh, oh, I don't want to get into that actually. Look, no, nobody about- goes into, as a director, you do not go into any goddamn movie thinking that you're just going to have a good time. You've got, I mean, you go into a making a movie by telling a story. Okay. And however that lays down, there's a message to be given to Unless people. it's for the sci-fi channel and then that... That's, well, yeah, yeah it's like, uh, hey, two donkeys are attacking all right. ladies all night. Dude, you're, but you're right. And the thing is, is I just, the, you can... I just don't care for the heavy handedness, regardless of what it's saying. Listen, tell me a story. Uh, explain your issue that you want, you know, because you want to exercise your own demons. Tell me that, but don't get, kick my freaking balls in with it. That's yeah. all. That's all. But would you say kick my balls in if it's the message that I accept? No. You would say I hate it. All the way Here, around. Here's the thing. Don't here's, like it this here's way. Here's why. Like here's why. Way. Because with my horror movies, I, I, I use my horror movies to escape. Right. I, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah, I'm probably a little bit more apt to just blow it off if it's something I agree with. But the thing is, is when it all comes down to it, I just don't, I, I, I want to escape. Yeah. That's what these are for but me. But unless you are li- like, even with music, mm-hmm. unless you're listening to like pop music, mm-hmm. Every single band out there has a message. Well, let's put it this way: even Tool, to a lot of the stuff that old Tool or yeah. Rage Against the Machine used to say, you know, that I was like, oh, these guys are full of shit. But you know what? Their music is freaking great. So that, exactly, and, and, bang. And, and there's people, my grave robber. There's my striper. The, the, the difference is, right and there. maybe this goes into whatever um, Wolfman was talking about. I think their art was so good that it just trumped the shitty stuff that I felt like they were saying. You know, or the stuff that I completely disagreed with, or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Um, but rarely is uh, is something that good for me. Like with with uh, anyway, I don't. Yeah, because if you don't think that rock and roll has done anything for anybody, what I want you to do is I want you to go home right now, and I want you to take all your records, you and all your now? tapes, and I want you to fucking. Burn. Burn them all, because you're really fucking high on drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, remember sure. that from the Tool album? <laughs> all I'm saying is, is I don't remember that, by the way. That was but, on uh, 
Anima or something like was that. Was it? Because that was one of my, that was like right when really I was really fucking tool, high on drugs. I don't remember, but uh, I, listen. I thought it was great. I get it. I know. I know that people are artists. They have something to say. That's fine. Go ahead. I don't. I just want to enjoy the art. I want. And and I, you know, to me, for some reason, music is a little bit different than it is for movies. Because movies, I truly just want to be entertained. Music, I, I, I don't know. I think that you have more time. I think that you have a little bit more putting into it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, that's, that maybe that's not even true. But for some reason, music to me, I'm a little less apt to get upset because of somebody's an asshole well, as opposed it, to a movie. You can do it in three minute shots. True. And you that's can pause true. that and change it quick as quick as a dime. I guess I don't even know what I'm really trying to say because I think it's, that, it's hard. I think I, that every single up. movie maker out there is trying to give a message and some do it better than others I, do. And, that, and, and I some you hit really the nail try the and, and jam you but, and go, what do you think of that? But um, but there are a lot of people who go out there and try to make a social statement or something like that as opposed to a really in-your-face, polarizing type thing. It's sure. Like, like, you know, sure. I mean, it's easy to make a movie where it's like uh, the message is you need to stick together um, to overcome, a, uh, you know, a, a big trial or whatever it is. Sure. You know, that, sure. and that, you know that's yeah. kind of a universal type of thing. But, you know, I mean, you get homecoming or something like that, and it's like, oh, holy freaking shit-ass balls. Yeah, and I've, I I mean, I'm out of the loop. No, that, that, I just, I that one just was like, I don't know. I watched the whole thing only because I was pissed. The just Antichrist, like I'm sure a lot of people are watching like, because they are listening see, to they hate it. With that movie, The Antichrist, I didn't even know what the fuck they were trying to do. And you know that guy, what was, I can't remember his name, who did that. Oh, man, I wish I could. And it was beautiful. You know he's saying but something. But it was like, I don't even know what the hell, but it's too... Out of the mark for me now. No. It's not in my. I just didn't care. It's for not that in movie. my cranium. Listen to I'm me. I'm not down. You, to me, you, you you don't need to be. Like, I don't need all to high. see William Defoe's fucking peener fucking banging in and out of vagina. <laughs> oh right? really? I like the baby I'm... falling out of the window though. That was. Oh, cool. you're I mean, weird. It was, with the snow <laughs> oh, and everything, right. it was a beautiful right. thing, but. I don't know. You don't. I feel like that was a little condescending or a little, what do you call it? Just when they think they're such hot shit, but whatever. Listen, we're done with that. That's great. Let's, you know, let's move on. I I totally just didn't make any sense, but, um, like I said, to me, it's all I can say is it's a, it's a case by case scenario. And I guess anything, any, any sweeping statement that I've made is full of shit. But anyway, okay. Question for the next episode, man. Okay. This one was actually. Can I just say you're oh. doing good with these questions of the episode well, thank because you. remember back there was like a little time where you're like, man, I don't know, I don't know that I've got anything, but now you're just kind of like thriving. <laughs> well, you're thriving well, listen, with the questions. I, I've opened up my mind in trying to take questions for, of the episode nice. that come from personal experience. Okay, shut the f up, Mike. Okay, right. but here, here's this one, and this one was actually. Uh, uh, kind of came to me as I was watching the latest episode of uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, and because you know, I mean, we all know what's going on right now with The Walking Dead. Everybody hates everything, and you know, it's depressing and shit like that. But here's a question. Okay. We all know we've all seen how shitty the conditions can be for those who've survived the initial zombie outbreak. Right. Okay. If you had a choice, would you want to be one of the survivors? Why or why not? That's my question. I like that. Uh, you know, listen, do me a favor. Don't just say yes or no. Tell us why. 
Okay. Yeah. Call in. Tell us why. Tell, tell us why we will love you forever for saying that. The bone phone number, folks. Uh, you know, we actually got some calls on the old bone phone today, which was fine because it still happened to work. So that's still open. But I would say call us in on the number 385-351-92, or sorry, yeah, 9273. That That's going to take me a while to get down. Wait a minute. Oh, the, the new number? Yeah, because yeah. I had it all like Rain Man in my head, and now <laughs> it's just fell to shit. Sure. Well, you know what? Listen, put it in your phone. You Three, never I, need to remember it. You know, I got I to gotta work on it. Put it in your phone right now. You'll never have to remember it again, folks. Everybody, pause the episode right now. Put it in your phone. Yeah. All right, there you go. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to move on to some death metal. Would you Would you say it's death metal? What Melodic death metal slash grindcore. Oh. Are you, can you people handle this? I don't know, but it, let's, let's put it this way. I want to put out a warning. Right now, we're going to play one minute of Carcass. If you can't handle it, turn it off or turn it down to like two. <laughs> okay. Or do that.
I want to preface this. I want to put a little caveat, a little <laughs> twist, a little, a little uh, dot, dot, dot. This is not going to be an album that everyone goes, yes, I All love right. it. Okay. Because this is, we are talking about some grindcore. We are talking about some melodic death metal, which you like with Opeth. Well, and not just that, but you got your In Flames and you got, you know, Children of Bottom. You got your stuff like that. You got all that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we are talking about Carcass. They are a British extreme metal, melodic death metal, grindcore band from Liverpool. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. Help me out here for a minute. Okay. Grindcore. Um, I'm not very clear on what grindcore is because, uh, the only bi- the grindcore band that I, that I know is grindcore that I've listened to before is like Deicide. But Deicide sounds- And I would consider them death metal. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Cause Satanic I've, heard, metal. I've heard that they're grindcore, but, but I, okay. So, so maybe I'm just totally off. Maybe I'm just naive in this subject or whatever. Napalm death scum. Was grind cool. I don't know. We're I, talking napalm death. I mean, okay. Here's how you break down. Okay, grindcore was extreme metal before sure. you had extreme metal. Well, and I noticed before that you had that quote unquote tweet tweet because this was 1993. I'm still in high school at this point. I didn't know right. this shit existed back yeah, then. Yeah. So grindcore basically breaks down as full out, pissed off, right? Blast beat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, medical, I I, medical lingo on the lyrics for, for, for nine, I would say 9.5 out of 10 bands. Uh-huh. It was all, you know, autopsy. It was just, what about, what about bands like, uh, Six Feet Under or Cannibal yeah. Corpse? I would, I would put them in the death metal. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Grindcore. I mean, I guess you would put them in the grindcore. I don't, I see, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very touchy there. Exactly. As it is today. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, everything. Well, that's progressive metal. Right. Well, that's melodic death sure. metal. Well, that's this. Yeah, that, there's so this, many that, different that, 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 subgenres. That, 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 that. It's just. Grindcore was just balls out anal cunt. You know, I mean, just. You know, See, just, that, that's how deicide is. They, they're just going at it and the, the main guy's like. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. A lot of satanic though with them. So oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Kind of satanic death metal. Okay. But, All right. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, from Liverpool, uh, regarded as the pioneers of grindcore, the band formed in 1985 and broke up in 1995. Oh, wow. Really? Lastfm.com is where you can find a lot of the band's stuff. They don't have an official website. And um, they do have a like page for uh, Facebook. But you're not going to find a whole lot about them. They've got the Wikipedia page. Right. That's where I and spent most of my time. Last FM is where you're going to find a lot of their music. Uh, we are talking about Heartwork, released October 1993. There's 10 tracks. It's 41 minutes, 55 seconds long. Um, Heartwork is the fourth full-length album from the band. Let's talk a little bit about the members before we get into this. Okay, make sure you get them right. Bill Steer, <laughs> guitar. He worked with uh, Napalm Death a little bit okay. and Angel Witch. Okay. Oh, cool. Jeff Walker, he's the singer and bass player. We've got uh, Michael Amet, and he's in Arch Enemy. Oh, now. my apocalypse is real. 
That's the guitar player from Carcass. Very cool. Delicious. Very cool. For you. And Ken Owen on the drums. I wanted to talk a little bit about they they released all their most of their stuff on Earache Records. Right. And that's this one, right? Yeah. And I wanted to talk about some of the bands. Earache was a huge death metal group. I remember it. I remember it. And here are some of the bands that were on that. Morbid Angel. Ooh. Napalm Death. Okay. Municipal Waste. Clutch. Really? They don't sound, yeah, they don't sound anything like these guys. (laughs) But, and what's weird about Clutch is they do a lot of touring with heavy, Hardcore, grindcore, death metal bands. The clutch is just different. You know, they're they're not just a straight up, you know, type of heavy metal type. The 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 clutch fans kind of have to have an ear for clutch. Oh, dude, I love clutch, and I I would say check them out because they're really smooth swinging. Plus, the guy's got a great beard. Oh yeah, can we say that? Um. Uh, let's see, who else we got on here? At the Gates, Deicide. At the Gates, man, that was the progenitors of a lot of this type of heavy metal, man. Exactly. And this great band, dude, called Sore Throat. Oh, Let me tell you about this band. Okay. I had cassettes of Sore Throat. Okay. And their songs. I had a album, and I cannot remember what it was called, but it literally, this cassette tape had 85 songs. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're talking. (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude. That's what I think when I think of grindcore more. Yeah, dude. It is just balls out, ball power, (laughs) fucking let's go for it. Right. Music. Um, Let me tell you a little story. Oh, dear. About meeting this band. Oh, cool. Before we get into it. Okay, cool. Do you remember the place called Rafters? Absolutely. I remember Rafters. Okay. I went there and I saw Carcass and Life of Agony. I love Life of Agony. Oh, cool. For these guys. Cool. So okay. I'm hanging outside. Okay. Yeah. I was hanging out with Bill Steer and Jeff Walker. Oh, cool. And what year? It was. Because well, Life it, of Agony it was, hit it was hard. It was like hard worky. So it, okay, it had so to been around 90. 94? I would say 95 ish. Oh, okay. Cool. Because here's where. Maybe all the dots connect. Okay. So we're outside and we're talking and this big stretch limo pulls up. Okay. <laughs> and out from the car jumps one Lars Ulrich. No. And one James Hedgehog. At Rafters. At Rafters. In Salt Lake. They were playing in Wolf Mountain and this was after the blackout. No way. They run into the bar. And straight up the fucking stairs. Now, let me paint a picture for people okay. that have never been into rafters. I've been there. I've been there. You've got the big stage. You've got the bar to the south side. Then when you open the door to walk into rafters, there's a stairway that goes right upstairs. And there's pool tables. There's um, pinball tables. Uh-huh. There's, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's all video games and sure. pool tables and everything upstairs. So... In goes James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich. Mm-hmm. Boom. They're right up the stairs. <laughs> Jeff Walker, the singer for this band, uh-huh. goes, holy shit, they're from Liverpool, England. They're uh, from Liverpool. Holy shit. He goes inside. I follow him inside. He is standing there, and they've got two big-ass guys. Okay. Two big monster guys with them. Okay. That are blocking. Going they're upstairs? at a bar. And they've blocked off 
how to get up to the stairs. You can't block off that shit. This dude, the singer for Carcass, uh-huh. is standing there going, he's wearing his little tags and everything, and they've got a tour bus outside. Right, right, right. And he cannot get upstairs no to way. say, he's like, hey, mate, I'm from England. I play in a band called Carcass, and I'd love to come up and say hello to the gents. And this guy's going, no, fuck really? you. So from there, I go back outside to this big porch and we're uh-huh. drinking. Uh-huh. I've got a friend with me. His name's Joe. He loves Metallica. Hey, Joe. Everything he wears is Metallica. He's got this kind of spin wheel thing out in his car. He's like, holy shit, dude, they're inside. Oh my God. Right. So he goes, I'm going to go get that. I'm mm-hmm. going to try and get up there. He goes, so we're drinking and drinking and drinking outside and here he is. He, 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 he grabs his spin wheel. He runs inside. What's a spin wheel? A spin wheel? You know, like one of those, like round Metallica, like a, you know, just like a, a round piece of cardboard that's got Metallica oh. logos or whatever. Okay. On it, Cause know? I was thinking you were talking about something that uh, Sleeping Beauty pricked her finger on. Not the, not the, <laughs> anyway, the anyway. Wheel. Okay. Anyway. What? Or whatever it's what, called. What are we? What are we in the, England? The, the we Kindle, just... the the the, the Kimberg, whatever spindle. What? Who knows? So anyway, so we're outside drinking and we're drinking and we're partying. We're having a good time. Sure. And he comes out and he is absolutely distraught. He's going, man. They let me upstairs uh-huh. to talk to Lars Ulrich, right, and James Hetfield, uh-huh. and they wouldn't sign my shit. Why? And they sat and laughed at me the whole goddamn time Why? I was up there. And I'm going, I don't know. That's what, a W-H-Y. What the hell is that all about? Because they're dipshits. And I said, you know what? This was 95 or something? So it was so, I mean, this Black. is right after the Black album. But this and they, is... were, they were playing at Wolf So Mountain. So wait a second. You telling me that Metallica were assholes before the whole Napster thing. But that happened Before. in 2000. So you're, yeah. you're telling me. Yeah, that's because what I'm I was still. Well, I mean, because of my age, the first album I really got into was Injustice for All. You know, I remember rocking that out in the, mm-hmm. in, the in the junior high. You know, uh, whatever. And, and so all of a sudden, okay, the Black Album comes in. And you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I listen. I I came around to the Black Album. But what sure. you're telling me. They were assholes. They were assholes before their shitty albums came out and before the whole Napster thing. I think they were assholes. This was after Black Album. Right. So this was Ultra. That was when they were huge. You have to admit, that's when they got huge. I mean, you saw one. The video for one on Headbangers Ball and stuff like that. But we're talking Inner Sandman on MTV rotation during the day. So... He comes out and he is distraught, man. He is oh, going, sucks. what the hell? Did he's like, and I said, what the hell? He goes, they didn't, not only did they not sign my shit, really, but they laughed at me like Why? I was some kind of a little asshole. Well, okay. So, but, but what were they laughing at? I mean, why just, oh, you're our fan. Fuck you. You're an asshole. Well, he was kind of a goofy looking dude. Well, aren't sure. we all, right? Sorry, Joe, but you were kind of a goofy looking dude. <laughs> but he was wearing a Metallica shirt. He's got a pinwheel, you know, thing with him uh. with Metallica on it. And I said, they did what? And he goes, dude, I, I mean, he were was they like there to see, his, were they he, there to see carcass or what? No, they were just there to maybe pick up some poon. 
and play some video games and head out. They were not there for the band because Jeff Walker said Carcass Guy was right there going, I'd like to go up and say hello to the boys. But they didn't stick around for the show. So I said, you know what? When those son of a bitches come out of this bar, I'm going to fucking give them a piece of my mind. (laughs) Okay. And I kind of forgot about it. (laughs) And Joe is sitting next to me, and I'm drinking and partying, and... He goes, there they are. Uh-huh. And I said, and it was Lars Ulrich. Sure. And he had this girl with him. I said, hey, asshole. Uh-huh. And he looked over. And I go, yeah, what happened to your fucking band, dude? Uh-huh. And he goes, what are you talking about? Stop them in wait, his tracks. Wait, wait, wait. Lars Ulrich said stopped, to you, what are you talking about? Stopped him in his tracks. And he had some hoe from inside, you know, that he picked rafters. up. Rafters. There's a lot of tainted rafters, sure. Easily. Walks over. He's got his arm. Now, Mind you, this guy is like 5'3". Oh, he's a tiny little puss. And he's got his arm up around this girl. <laughs> sure. And he walks up to me like, and he goes, and I got right up in his face. Uh, well, and you're a giant compared to him. Yeah. And I said, what happened to your fucking band? Really? And he goes, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. I said, dude, kill them all, master of puppets, uh-huh. and justice for all. What happened to your fucking band? <laughs> okay. And he goes, uh, then, that's when this chick that he's with goes, hey, he doesn't have any say. It's a record label. What? He looks at her like, shut up, bitch. Well, but he doesn't want to ruin his bone. And so so, so he's looking at me. And, I mean, we're like face to face. And I go, let me tell you what you do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I said, you whoa, seek whoa, whoa, whoa. out. Are you, how have you never told me this story before? Well, this is my Lars Ulrich story. Oh, my God. I've never heard. Wow. So, so okay. here it is. We're eye to eye. And I go, let me tell you what you do. You seek out your fans and destroy them. That's what you do. Really? He turns. Now, while he's turning, James Hetfield, he was up the stairs, uh-huh. rocking out, doing his thing upstairs. Sure. Boom. Right out into the limo. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Just so, straight. So there so was gone. no even confrontation, no even seeing James uh-huh. Hetfield. Oh, okay. So now people are gathering around. I said, he's like, what are you talking about, man? I said, you like to seek out your fans and destroy them. And my buddy Joe is standing next to me by this uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. I was like, you can't even sign this guy's fucking shit because you're upstairs. That's what you do. You seek out your fans and destroy them. By this point, seek and destroy. He wants, he wants fucking to get some poon from this girl. Well, wouldn't So you? he turns, he's like, oh, you're a disgruntled fan sure, or whatever. Right. So he turns and starts to walk off and I go, yeah, nothing else matters, does it, Lars? <laughs> you seek out your fans and destroy really? them. That's what you do. You're very punny. Yeah, I thought it was great. But Dude, how have sur- I never the, heard the, this? Surprise, oh the surprising okay. part of this whole story okay. is okay. we're at Rafters. We're right. talking hair, galore. Remind me, no, well, Rafters, was that on 3rd West and like uh, 2nd North? Or where I, was Rafters? I can't, I can't remember. I was always drunk when we went there. Oh, okay. But, you know, we're talking hair mongers. Okay. I thought I was going to get my ass beat with all this because I'm screaming at the limo now going, yeah. You like to seek out your fans and destroy them, don't you, Lars? Yeah, nothing else matters, does it, Lars? You know? And hey, uh, what, I'm going to kick you so you can sleep and see inner Sandman. The, the awesome part of this whole story is uh-huh. the entire bar, once he's climbing in the car, going, yeah, fuck you, asshole. No way. And somebody threw a rock, and he hit the side of the limo. No they drove shit. Off. Now, the... The 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 the, <laughs> the the pride in me says yes. Yeah, sure. But 
The other side says the guy's still got a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's getting some poon from that beautiful yeah, blonde that he, he was He with. scored that And night. he's like, uh, whatever. But that is my guy. And that all I have never back. heard that story. That's amazing, That dude. all goes back to this band that we are talking about tonight because I was with this band at Rafters. So let's talk about Carcass for a minute. Okay. Yeah. This is 1993. This is their fourth album. Yeah. I've never, I mean, I've heard of Carcass, but I've never listened to him before. Um, back then, back in the day, 1993, it was like, um, I was into the grunge and the alternative yeah. and, you know, and that's, in fact, metal may have been a little bit of a, of a bad word, you know, I don't, I don't need anything that, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, is too, you know, Drawn. I just need people who are sad and who are pissed off. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't need anything like that. Um, the problem is, is I, you know, I wonder if, you know, you know, besides Pantera and Megadeth, by the way, and in Metallica too, but back in the day, it was a different time back then, but yeah, I don't know if I was ready for this, for, for this band back I then. I can see that, but. I'll tell you what, some of this stuff sounds to me just like the stuff that I have that I, that, that, that came 10 years later with In yes. Flames, that came 10 years later with a lot of these bands, these melodic death these metal bands. These guys are that pioneers. I, I agree. Of this, that. this album, in fact, uh, reminds me a lot of, it's not quite as, I don't want to say poppy, but it maybe it's not quite as accessible as, as like the Jester Ray stuff like that by In Flames. Cause In Flames at one point was like my favorite band in the world, right around the, the, the you know, the 2000, the right. year 2000 or whatever. And you know, the earlier stuff, I mean, you get into some of the later stuff and it's like, you can tell they're trying to, you know, make their millions and whatnot. But I, I just cannot believe that a band that sounds like this came out in 1993. Oh yeah, dude. And they were on fire. I actually unplugged him at rafters. I stage dived off and unplugged Jeff's shit out of the, out of his pedal. <laughs> I was like, pot, you know, there was no sound sure. from it. It was like, clang. I was like, eh, sorry <laughs> about that, dude. Moshing out or whatever. But dude, these guys are true pioneers to that sound because this was one of those albums that I listened to and Buried Dreams, the first song. That's got some of the best guitar work I've ever heard. That tune right there made me, made me, I'm listening to Morbid Angel, DSI, Entombed, and all these bands, and it was pretty straightforward shit. This is my first, um, the first band that I listened to that added that melodic side and the solos in there. I mean, Entombed and deicide and shit, they weren't giving you no their delectable solos. No, in, the in fact, to be honest with you, side of it. I kind of claim to, oh, I really am into the death metal stuff, but I'll tell you what, I don't know that I'm into the, the, the regular, the, the, you know, the bands that sit around and just feel like they're wailing on their instruments and get kind of a monotonous, you know, stuff going on. These guys have a progression in their, mu- uh, sorry, in their music. They have, you know, different, you know, sets of riffs. They've got the solos. They've got all the sort, these, uh, the, the things that keep it fresh throughout the song. In fact, this has been a hard one for me to even sit and say, Oh, well, what's the best songs? Because it's like, it's not just the song that's good. It's the little portions of each song that are really, you know, freaking amazing to me. Yeah. This was, I mean, bear in mind, I'm just a young widow boy. Sure. Uh, playing drums in a metal band. And we were, we were doing the straightforward stuff. And right. then when you hear this, you go, Whoa. 
all that melody in there and all that, and that you know, yeah. they, they real. I mean, in my world, there may have been other bands all over the place that, mm-hmm. that were doing it already, but this band was one that said, man, take all that death metal and that grind and that heavy and that mosh pit right. and that everything and then throw melody and, and solos and shit on it. And I was like, wow. That, and I, it that, opened my mind. Up that is too. one of the best parts of this kind of music, the melodic death metal. I'm not, you know, it, it, to me, it just is heads and shoulders above, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, I guess, quote unquote, regular death metal. That's just, this makes it seem, that make this kind of music makes that seem boring. Yeah. To me. And, 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 and I was into, and I still have a love in my heart for the Deicides and sure. the Morbid Angels and everything. I, you know, I don't care for Deicides. But they, they, they didn't, well, yeah. But they, <laughs> they, 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 they were, it was just about, let's go. A lot of grindcore right. bands, all of that was just about, let's get heavy. Let's right. come up with the killerest, chunkiest. And that's, yeah, right. The, the fastest blast beat of sure. the chunkiest thing. And then when all that, you know, the melodic end of it came in. It was like, oh man. Yeah, I agree. See, and, and honestly, this album is a departure from is what, it? what they've done before. Well, how would you, how would you, uh, how does this one stack up musically and quality wise? Is, uh, I loved Symphonies of Sickness, um, Reek of pu- uh, Putrefication or whatever it was called. I, it, this stuff is com- almost completely different to me really? only, only because there's better sound quality. There's, he's not quite, I mean, the earlier albums, he's going, right. This know, is a little bit and different. he's more, you know, he's given the, he's kind of the creator growl, right. Or, as opposed to the, the deicide, yeah. really low and, and the sound quality, everything. I mean, this was like an album that they really, Added a lot and yet of that they melodic broke up sound. Two, two years later. Yeah. Weird. Go figure. Yeah. I haven't listened to Swan Song. Okay. I would love to listen to that. That's the album that came out after these guys. Okay. But, dude, what's your favorite? T- I mean, you where know, are you coming down? Like with? I said, I mean, this is a tough. This is a tough album to say. Okay, what's my favorite song? Because as you're going through every song you're listening to, there are moments of brilliance on yeah. each one of these songs. And, you know, I mean, there may be moments of, you know, maybe not quite as up to, you know, some of the best stuff on the album, but the thing is all of a sudden they'll kick into something that just is like, whoa, yeah, that was awesome. And so to me, it's like, I have to listen to this album more like I listen to an Opeth album or yeah. like I said, an Inflames album where I'll just be like, let, let, let's let it wash over me. Let, let's listen to the whole thing yeah. as opposed to like, who do we do? Like, like Grave Robber where it's like, you can take that, you can take that band at three minute chunks. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, you start, you're done. That's it. And even though these songs aren't like super long, like Opeth or anything like that, they do a lot of kind of changing it up. Yeah. A lot of melodic stuff. And I, and the thing is, is, um, I, it's weird because it's like, sometimes I wonder if you need kind of the, the stuff that's not as great to make the really kick ass parts of this music. Unbelievable. And that's a lot of what Opeth does too. And, and I, you know, I love Opeth. But so to me, it's easy. It, well, it's easier to me to take this as a whole album as opposed to the different 
little sure, you know, the different sure, songs. That, that totally makes this, sense. This album, I didn't, well, I was a little bit behind, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it 15 times or something like that. But as I'm listening to this, it's deep, it's heavy. It, like I said, it peels your face off, man. Yeah. It is heavy. It's brutal. I loved this album. The, the, dude, seeing them live. Uh-huh. And they start and starting with Barry Dreams with that. Oh, it's so wah, good! Wah, wah, right, wah. you're like, dude, wah, I'm wah. in it to win it. And Life of Agony opening the show. That's a, that's and a that was on too. that album, River Runs Red. So it was I just like a night. Of the River just, Runs Red. Holy shit! I love that album. Um, this album was recently remastered. released a right. remastered, remastered release on in 2009. Uh, man, I. Honestly, this is not going to be for everyone. No, it's not. And it's not. Podcast. And it happens. I would yeah. say bye to the thrasher, grindcore, uh, death metal enthusiasts that sure. listen to the show. Sure. I would say Spotify because everything is it on is. Spotify on from this band. And, and, and if you listen through Spotify, you're going to hear the difference between their earlier stuff to heartwork. You're going right? to hear this. Wow. It's it's funny because me being a heavy metal fan, I can totally see that. To me, it's like because I know know bands that's you know that have this same kind of vibe, and I love it. It's easy for this was an easy band for this is an easy album, excuse me, for me to just get into and to listen to and right. really enjoy. I can see though if you're not into the kind of uh you know a lot of people have a hard time with the growling with the with the you know the the death metal you know voice and stuff like that it, you're not going to like it but it's 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 hard to swallow if you're not into that kind of thing Absolutely I mean this is more as opposed to it you is. know but you know it's funny too is I noticed that the the cover of this album yeah. has a great great cover art it's an hr geiger man yeah and i also you know it's funny because i'm i'm sitting there i'm watching okay well let's check out a video from these guys i look at a video for the the song called heartwork and they, they kind of put together the whole type of you know they it's almost like in human form they put together their artwork by hr geiger it's pretty cool you know and i read about it later and it's like yeah that's what they were trying to do and it's like well i could see that i am so thing. glad you brought up hr geiger oh, because sweet. the trivia tonight uh-huh. is going to be about controversial oh, album oh covers. is it okay cool so i mean i everything's on spotify mm-hmm. i love this album i say buy it for the death metal heads sure. i say Listen to it on Spotify. I, I would totally agree with you. I can't come down on a on a on a note. You know, I can't come down on a final now, verdict. Let me ask you something. Okay. Where were the Beatles from? Liverpool. Where was Black Sabbath from? Uh, Birmingham. They were from Birmingham. Now, can it was I priest Birmingham? Can I bring you know? You wonder Robert Plant. How how are so many people? You know, come from England. How are there so many talented folks that come from there? You know, yeah. I did a little bit of of. Uh, you know, I did a little bit of because uh, it really, it really just boggled my mind. I'm like, how, what are the chances that this great band came yeah. from the same place the Beatles came from? You know, yeah. I mean, it's like okay, well, with New York, I get it. Everybody lives in New York, whatever. But I came to think of it, and you know, in something that I found interesting. Hopefully, that you can bear with me here. Do you know how big England is? Uh, bigger than, um, bigger than your balls, bigger than a bread box, smaller than a, it's about 50,000 square miles. Okay. Utah, 
Utah, the state of Utah, is about 85,000 square miles. So oh, the wow. state of Utah is that much bigger than England. Wow. So I'm thinking, well, shit, well, why aren't there more people from Utah that are totally famous? Making at, rock. Outside of us, uh, of course. Of course. Of well, course, yeah. sure. Um, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, England has 53 million people, Ooh. as opposed to guess how many in Utah? I'd say uh, nine. 2.8 million people. God, it feels like it, man. It feels like it's 9 million. <laughs> no. well, so 2.8 ba- million. So basically, there's 1,054 people per square mile in England as opposed to 43 people per square mile here in Utah. So that makes a lot of sense to yeah. me. I'm like, okay, well, I guess there's not a lot of stuff per square from, mile. Like Delta. There's a hell of a lot other Utah. more yes. talent. I feel a little bit better. I feel like there should I'm be... I'm glad that we're a part of that talent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more or less, right? Okay. But... Sorry, I just was like, I can't. How is there so many great bands that come from there that span so many different genres of music and film and whatever? Absolutely, dude. I mean, the damn. And it can't be that big, but there's a shit ton of people there, so I feel better. Like I said, if you're from, if you're from like, uh, 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 New York, there's so many effing people there, so you guys do whatever, okay? There's more, there, there's like, there's like, uh, over twice as many people in that one Manhattan Island, almost three times as many people as there are in the whole state of Utah. Yeah. But whatever, up your guys'. Which is why jo- the job market is in the shitter. Well, depends there. on the industry. Okay. And could you imagine? It's like 1500 bucks a month for an apartment there. Oh, that would suck. How would you like that in your banana? I wouldn't pipe. like that in my banana pie. Uh, my favorite tunes, Buried Dreams, No Love Lost, Heartwork, Awesome, <laughs> The Mortal Coil. There's always a death metal band, and they always have a Mortal <laughs> Coil song. I swear to God, dude. You go down the list, and everyone's got a it's, Mortal Coil it's just, song. It's just so... And the blind leading the blind. Ain't that about a bitch. They're all... They're, like I said, there's no, I don't think there's one album... Or sorry, one song on this album that I don't care for. It's a yeah. great album, man. I love it. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for turning me on to it. So I say bye for the death metalers and Spotify for those who are just going to check it out. Sounds good. Are you ready for the uh, quiz? Yes. All right. So when I was thinking about these questions, okay, it was like H.R. Geiger, Carcass, right. cover. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like, who uh, who, who did horror covers? I right. Couldn't, okay. I couldn't really come to any kind of connection with sure. that. Sure. Okay. You know, H.R. Geiger did a lot of uh, Danzig covers. Oh, yes. And Emerson, Lake, and Palmer brain salad surgery. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but it just wasn't hitting. I was like, what am I going to do? Okay. So I came up with controversial Ooh, album uh, covers. Indeed. Now, these are not the top five. This is, it spans this list. I got it from Gigwise. Okay. Gigwise.com had this list of 50 album covers. Okay. And these are some of those. Oh dear. Okay. Let's see how you do. Can I, can I mention one thing real quick? Do you know what the first album, it wasn't even a cover. It was the first album insert that made me go, what? Do you know what the first, the album insert that made me say that, that was freaked me out? What? Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Huh. Do you remember that whole thing with I the do. with the like the the robot who just raped that lady with her titty hanging out and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I was so young that that really had an impact on me, man. How did it impact you though? Um, was it just like because the, if I'm thinking of the same thing, that's a hot tit. Yeah, that's, her panties are down. Yeah, it was like around. Yeah, tit is nice. Right. 
I was thinking, oh my god, that's it freaked me out. It made me feel like, oh my gosh, this is the devil music. <laughs> it's true, you dirty dog. It's, 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 you know, but I love that album. The album's probably one of the greatest rock and roll albums of all time. True that's, that. Okay, there you go. True. Anyway, that. I agree. Let's move on. Are you ready? Now uh, I'm going to ask you to refrain. Okay, of course, of course. I need you. Listen, Michael. I need <laughs> you to not scream out. Okay. The answers because okay. people play along. Sure. Oh, they do. Really? They okay. listen and they play along. All right, let's do it. Number one. This album cover came in at number 40 on Gigwise. <laughs> it was only in 2006 when the remastered CD released of this 1988 glam metal album, <laughs> Escape the Censors Unscathed. Back in the 80s, the image uh, of the model Bambi dressed as a red cat-like demon with a huge protruding tongue had to be censored, obscuring nearly all of the figure's offensive face. What album was that? Oh, my goodness. Why don't you describe the album cover for me? Help me out, because I don't know. You've got uh, this this demon girl in red. Okay. Kind of tigerish, demonish skin. Big, long tongue hanging out of her mouth. Oh, my gosh. 1988 glam rock, glam metal band. Her name was Bambi. I have no idea, dude. You have no idea. I have none. I have no idea at all. Are you taking the douse on this? I'll take the douse. When big mama's falling. What? Open up and say ah ah, by poison. What? I remember that. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. So open up and say ah. Yeah. I remember that. Remember the cover? Yes, I'll kind Bambi of. Bambi with the long tongue I, hanging wait, out. Wait, wait a second, though. It wasn't a real lady on that, if I remember right. Her name is Bambi. She's well, well wasn't it an, wasn't it a, uh, for some reason I'm remembering kind of like a, uh, like a cartoon or a, something that was drawn. No? Nope. That's a real model. Her name's Bambi. No. She was dressed in red paint with tiger stripes no. and a long tongue. And that was censored. I don't know if I saw the new one. I think I've only seen the censored one, but I'll tell you what. I'm sad that I missed anything about Poison, man. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. That, that came that, in at number 40. That is one of my, that is, uh, oh my. Open them and say, ah, oh, it's a classic album yeah. though, too. That was the one with, uh, talk to, no, 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 talk dirty to me was, uh, it was, it was, look with the cat directing. You're right. You're right. You're right. Every, Every rose has a thorn, has thorn and, on there. Oh, yeah. man. Yep. Yeah. That's what well, we live in Utah, so we may not have seen the filthy version of it. Did you know? I did get sent home from junior high school for wearing a, a tour shirt that had <laughs> legs spread with the tour dates, and it said, open up and say, ah. No. They literally pulled me out of the hall and said, you need to go no. home and change that shirt. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm bummed that I missed anything about Poison. All right, let's move on. Number two. So you're... Oh, I'm getting my ass kicked in. Number two. This album cover came in at number 38. MTV originally refused to play any of the band's videos until they agreed to change the album artwork. The original art, based on a Robert Williams painting, depicted a robot attacking a partially undressed woman. Breast bare, 
while a red sword-teethed monster was airbound coming over a fence. Hmm. That sounds a little bit like the Guns N' Roses, uh, the Guns N' Roses album I just mentioned. So I'm going to go ahead and put my, my answer to this question as Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Turn up the radio! Really? I didn't know in like the cross with the, with the skull faces, that wasn't the original. That was not the original. They did put that on the inside. Insert. That was the first one that freaked me out. That was the original cover. They had to just do the skull or the the cross cross with the skulls because that was no, no, no way. And I'll tell you what, MTV is so happy that they did that because I wonder how much money MTV made just so, so many dudes with mullets would think, oh, play some Guns N' Roses. Yeah, but could oh you imagine? I mean, that's when they were just about to burst. Because I remember seeing the Guns no. N' Roses uh, Appeti- uh, Welcome to the Jungle video on Headbangers Ball. With the teased hair, with Axel and the teased hair and all so that So could stuff. you imagine being to that point where we've got the album and everything, and they're right. going, we're not going to play your no, video. No, that's unbelievable, man. Yep. That How was about the that? Wow. Okay, so you're cool. one and one. One and one. Number three. This came in at number 20. Uh, okay. Controversy surfaced over this album cover of this 1966 album, which showed the band with hunks of raw meat and decapitated baby dolls. Huh? For the uh, for the time of the album image, it, uh, for that time, the image of the album was quickly changed, and in most cases, uh, the new version of the album cover was just pasted right over the top really? of the original. Well, what, what did the new album cover look like? Uh, a bunch of douchebags just kind of sitting there smiling. From 1966? 1966. Oh, my goodness. I will give you this hint. Yeah, please do. The album title, well, the album cover that was a no-no was uh-huh. called Butcher. Oh, What? I don't even know this. Is it uh, 1966? Is it's it, got the band. Is it like the Loving Spoonful? There, the band <laughs> is on the cover of this album. It's this. called the Butcher, and they're kind of smiling at the camera. They've got raw meat and baby oh, dolls. Man. I have no idea, man. I'm getting my ass beat in. Decapitated baby dolls. No, I have no idea. No idea. No idea at all. The Beatles. Oh, Yesterday yeah. and today. Yeah, I've never been a big Beatles guy. Don't you remember that cover, though? No, I don't at all. They literally, I mean, you can find albums where they, they just paste it. And they just, oh, really? Over the top of the album. <laughs> no, right, okay, so you're, I understand. you're one and two. Okay, one and two. I'm getting my balls beat in. Let's do it. This came in at number 18. The sixth studio album from this heavy metal dynamo. The offending album cover showed Gam Gam hanging babies on a never-ending clothesline. And the babies don't look like they're all that pissed off. So what you're saying is there's a Gam Gam hanging the babies grandma, by their feet. Gram Gram. She, 
she, I'm she's doing you a favor as you're taking all my money. <laughs> I'll be clicking off the miles on the chain of consequences. My box got okay. Euthanasia by Megadeth. Oh, turn up the, the radio. Oh, really? I didn't realize that caused any controversy. How about that? That was number 18 on this list. Gigwise.com. Cool. List. Awesome. Okay, so you're what? Two and two? Two and two. Okay, I'm average. Okay, so you're still... You, there's still it. hope. I'm in it. I'm in it. All right, number five. This came in at number six. Oh, dear. The other album title suggests that this thrash metal band is not afraid of religious controversy. Even they turned down the original artwork. Whoa. The record company chose an image of the Bible spiked with nails and covered in blood. According to the guitarist, it looked like a seventh grader defaced the Bible. <laughs> oh, really? That sounds like something Slayer would do, but I don't, I don't, well, <laughs> I'm just All saying. Right. For okay. an extra point, okay. you got it. Oh, For oh, an so. extra point, okay. what okay. was the album called? Why? So they didn't use this one. Well, let me ask you, what happened? What what did the what did the one they used look like? It was pretty bland. I will say that. How? Oh, it wasn't. What year was it? Can I keep asking uh, all these questions? I don't. Well, it's it's a later album. Is it God hates us all? You got it. Turn up the radio. That wasn't a great album by them, though. If I have to admit. I thought it was, it was no, no, no. It was okay, but it's no raining blood or no, south of heaven. Uh, I mean, nothing can compare. I to totally wait, dude. Okay, oh, dude, yeah, that'd keep me up at night. When <laughs> yeah. I was a kid, well, I was like, oh. dude, I'll never forget the time I took, uh, I took uh, raining blood home, and I was like, I'm taking a shit in my house in Farmington. Okay, yeah. I just bust open the cassette tape. I'm looking at the insides, going. What did I just buy? This is scary as shit. Yeah, dude. But there was a cool. tape. There was a, a little tape called Haunting the Chapel. Yeah. That ran yeah. around the building at my high school. Really? And everyone passed it off going, fuck that. And I went, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll go home. <laughs> Honey, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, dude. Uh, you know, Mikey and his, you know, he <laughs> won't eat it. He don't like it. Dude. He's like, yeah, I'll take that. God hates us all. That was around the 2000s, late 90s, 2000s. God hates us all. Which I'll never forget the time I saw Tom Araya go, yeah. Tom, just God hate us all. No, that's just great stuff for a band, but whatever. Yeah, he's a phony. Well, he's, he's, he, he's a Christian. Well, listen. I, he does the heavy metal. Sure. Wait, Christians can do right, heavy metal? Well, I know. Striper. Okay, I love them. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you, you're the one that keeps busting my balls on, on Striper. No, I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. A, that's you should JK. be happy about Striper. That's a JK. So are you winning? I'm three and two. Three and two. Yep. So this yep. one. So you better hope this is one for all the marbles. I don't know why we don't do an odd number of these, the, but whatever. I think you're going to get this one. This came in at number two. Ooh. Pucker up and give me a kiss. The band was forced to change the album cover to a black background with dancing skeletons. The offending cover is what they do in prison to males to make sure that they do not have drugs or cell phones in their anus. Really? Spread them good, boy. Uh, it's reported that the ass cheeks and sphincters seen in this album art uh-huh. was the lead singers. Type O negative. You got it. And for an extra point? Oh, not slow, deep, and hard, but... Uh... 
Origin of the Feces. Turn up! Radio! Can I tell you one time? Do you know that, speaking of evil uh, album covers, can I tell you one time I lost a girlfriend because of an album cover? Let me try some... some, some, uh, uh, I'll just describe Are the Are you going to give me some trivia? I'm going to give you some trivia. All right. So there is a picture of a buxom redhead. Buxom redhead. In maybe an, uh, what you would say, a, a, a waitress's outfit. Waitress's outfit. With a piece of pie where her vagina. She's my cherry pie. Oh, that was easy. I lost a girlfriend because of that album cover. No shit. I bought it. It was in my pocket. She pulled it out. She says, Mike, this is enough. I cannot take all of your heavy metal, and this is the last straw. And that cherry pie, warrant cherry pie was what drove her over yes. the fucking Yes, and, and I'm glad she didn't see she it said, in my I've had enough of your fucking shenanigans. Yes. She's my cherry pie? Yes. Really, Michael? Yes. She thought I was a horn dog. She was correct, but this I was... I thought you were going to say Blink-182. Oh, with the, with the nurse? The nurse? Yeah. I yeah. saw her at a strip club, dude. Oh, no way. She I was wearing, hot as freaking dude, ass balls. I saw her at a strip club. I was wearing my Sid Haig. I had a, this kick-ass Sid no Haig way. t-shirt. Cool. I took my shirt off drunk. I climbed on the stage. Uh, the Golden Trails... Titty bar? Yeah. Kick me out. What? And, and paid for my ride home. No I was way. Hammered. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I need to touch you. What was her name, man? Her name is Janine. She Porno was star. not ugly, dude. Porno star. Not, what was she doing at Golden Trails? She was she was performing. She was doing like a tour. Can I like, t- Janine's going to be here on this night. And I was just hammered. And I was sitting there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And it got hot. Dude. That I was, was wearing my kick-ass Sid Haig shirt. And like I took it off. shirt right? Yeah. And I took it off. So I'm sitting there, like, no shirt on. And I'm drunk. And I was like, I'm going to get up there with you. <laughs> Can I tell you a story about uh, Golden Trails? That's the one on, like, 3rd West and whatever yeah, south, right? 3rd West and ninth South or something. So one day, me and a couple of buddies, we we do, uh, for where my where, where I work, we do a, an international convention where we get a convention center to Salt Palace downtown Salt Lake City. Right. Where And I go back and forth from the office to the Salt Palace. Well, one time, guess what? We're driving by. Yeah. And they were doing a bikini car wash out there. <sighs> they have some hot girls there. I'm not, I'm not a big titty bar guy. Sure. But, you know. Well, okay, let's put it this way. It was Janine. She's a porn star. I, I get it. I, get it. I pulled in because everyone's like, dude, let's get a car wash. Your car's fucking messy and whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I could really, you know, I, pragmatically, I'm looking at this car. You know, I could really use a car wash right now. You know, I mean, there's a lot of dust. There's some Economically, this yeah. sounds appropriate. Well, not economically because I could probably get it done for four bucks elsewhere. This yeah. is like 12 bucks, but they're like, dude, get it done. You know, yeah. let's do it. So I drove in there and I was too shy. I couldn't handle it. I drove away because I was too shy to have strippers wash my car. <sighs> it was just too weird. That's, yeah. Whatever. Okay. I'm a, that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's understandable. What did the guys think in the back? They were like, pissed. dude, what are you doing? They were like, they're like, I can't believe you didn't do this. I'm like, you know, one guy even, even offered to pay. Dude, let everything. me ask you this. Okay. Did you come clean with him and go, dude, I'm just too shy for this? Or yeah. Like, I said, I feel too weird. I feel too uncomfortable. This is just weird for me. Yeah. I can't do it. I cannot, I cannot treat a woman like an object, folks. I didn't say that, <laughs> but whatever. But I'll tell you what, dude. <laughs> she was right there before my eyes. I've seen her in porno movies. 
Oh, really? And she was right there. She's the Blink-182 girl on the cover. And I was like, I'm coming up there to talk to you. Wow. And they grabbed me and were like, Golden hey. I've never like, been in Golden Trust. I my shirt back, though. And they're just like, <laughs> left it on the ground. But they paid for my cab home. They said, Take this motherfucker wherever he's going. I've, I've never been into Golden Trails, but I'll tell you what, that is an awesome story. It is very hot, dude. There you go. Awesome. They have very beautiful women, and it's a nice place to go. If you're into that kind of thing. Show if you're a perv. If you're curious, what was the number one yeah, what on was the wise uh, uh, gig-wise? Uh-huh. Um, the number one was, of course, the controversial Scorpions. Virgin Killers cover yes, yes. with the little girl, little girl, yes. naked on the yeah, cover. That yeah. is, yeah, that's, that's wicked. That's pretty. Like, that's ugh. that's a little wow. Really, scorpions? Not, really balding German French guy? Not only is it like controversial, mm-hmm. but even on gig wise, they had it blocked. Yeah, they. Yeah, you like, have to do it because that girl was way young. Yeah, we're talking tween. Dude, 12, we're talking like, like that. that. Could, oh yeah, that was. I remember seeing. I remember seeing a picture that, like years later. I had that album, but I remember looking at it years later, going, "There's and they, no way that's and, the album cover." And they changed the album cover with just a shot of yeah. them on the cover. Yes. But. That's all I've got. There's your trivia. You win. How do you feel about that? I feel like I need to turn up the radio. Turn up the radio. I'll tell you what, too. And, uh, you know, it's funny because here I am saying I I don't want to treat women like objects because I don't want to do it. But guess what movie we're about to talk about? Ilsa and the dashiki wearing... What? The greasy guy who loves his Asian ladies greasy as well. That's what it should have been called. Yeah. But here's a trailer. We'll be right back to talk about it. Called the She-Wolf. He's back. More vicious <laughs> as Ilsa, harem keeper of the oil sheiks. This time, she's Kadin, guardian of the royal harem. With her black beauties, velvet and satin. She's the real power behind the throne of El Sharif, a half-mad, lust-crazed oil despot. More wine for my friends. With his unlimited wealth and power, he can indulge in any pleasure, satisfy every perversion. And if anyone betrays him, his justice is and cruel. Under his tyrannical rule, slave markets still flourish, where beautiful women are sold as harem girls. Here is where they're taught all the ancient, exotic lovemaking techniques. Here they learn to obey. For those who learn these love lessons well, there is El Sharif. For others, there is Ilsa and her love club. Here, the sheik's erotic excesses are cleverly disguised. Here, young girls are brutally force-fed. Turned into grotesque fertility symbols for African tribal chiefs. And fall from your body, is that what you wish? Defy the Kadeen and you'll pay the price. In heaven. She's dead. Blood. 
and with her black bodyguards to help her, punishment is swift and terrible. Though she's vicious, she's still a woman with a woman's passion. Man that comes to me will not have to be dragged like some slave. And if a man is strong and unafraid, Keeper of the oil sheets. Using fear, terror, torture, and an army of desperate fanatics. No one can stop them. With brutal fury, she enslaved an empire and shot. All right, everybody, you guys ready? You guys ready for this? Are you ready for this? We are going to be talking about a little movie called Ilsa, Harem Keeper of the Oil Sheiks. First of all, before we get started, I want to go ahead and say, send out a special thanks to Chris from Cinema Corpse. He sent over. I've seen, I've seen, uh, uh, Ilsa, um, you know, uh, uh, She Wolf of the SS before. I've seen that one, mm-hmm. but I have never been able to get my hands on any of the other Ilsa sequels. I've got my Cinema Corpse loaded in my, uh, you do really because he is the one that said, Hey, Mike, do you still want those Ilsas? And I said, shit, yeah, buddy. He said, he made me DVDs of these and he sent them my way. Yeah, baby, I got it loaded in my iPod. There you player. go, man. See, it all comes around. So basically, we're going to be talking about this movie, Ilsa Harem Keeper of the Old Sheiks. Uh, 1976, IMDb gave this a 5.1. Uh, Don Edmonds was the director. He directed Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, and he actually seems to be more of an actor um, than a director. He has actually 25 titles of it, or sorry, IMDb credits, um, as an actor in nine credits as a director, but it's funny. There was a, well, you remember we were talking about Kruger Nation earlier? Yeah. There was a movie where, uh, uh, Body by Jake. Oh, what, yeah, what, was yeah, yeah, yeah. what was that called? I can't remember, but he starred in this, I think. Don Edmonds. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, that was him, man. So, uh, yeah, he directed this. It was written by a guy named, uh, Langston. Home Sweet Home. Home, you're right. You're Buddy right. by Jake and uh, Lou Ferrigno. No, no, no. Lou Ferrigno was Buddy by Jake on PCP. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was the, okay. But, but I got you on that. Yeah, it was written by a guy named Langston Stafford. His only credit on IMDb, a writer or otherwise, was this movie. Um, this movie starred Diane Thorne as Ilsa. Oh, yeah. Ilsa. Dude, uh, she reminds me of Jen from the Jenna Tortures. Really? Literally, dude. She reminds me of her a lot. You know, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Jenna Tortures, but I did have a guy at work that kept telling me, Hey, Mike, let's, uh, let's do this. Jenna Tortures are coming to town. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're going to drink some absinthe and we're going to go to Jenna Tortures. But I was too afraid to do it. I was too afraid, man. What you were scared like? of him or the Jenna Tortures? Um, I just, he kind of gave me the creeps. He was a database admin and I was a software developer. Uh, I still am and he probably still is. But he was like, he always invited me. He was just this weird duck, dude. He was super, super cool, awesome guy to work with. 
But there was something a little he bit. He kind of looked at you weird, like no, 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 no. He really, hey, he dude, was, dude, he really looked I at think you like re- you were food or something. No, he really wanted to be friends. It's like he really wanted me hey, to be Mike. friends with him. But it's just like he's like, hey, let's drink absinthe and go to the gin and tortures. I'm like, shit, dude. You want to start with like a football game? You yeah. Wanna, you want to go to, to Buffalo Wild Wings and have some wings first? Yeah, I mean, what's up, some wings or? A uh, good game of bridge or yeah. something. I would play bridge with this guy. Absinthe sure. and Jenna tortures is kind that's of. Not first, uh, that's not a first. That's not a good first dude date. Yeah, you know, whatever. No, that's not a good dude date <laughs> at all, dude. So, so why don't you tell me? Why don't you describe describe Ilsa or this girl from Jenna tortures for us? Um, Jen, she is um a whip carrying, uh, kind of buxom, blonde. Yeah. Demands respect. Ooh. He'll slap you with the whip. You know, <laughs> I mean, kind of bad teeth. Exactly. Else is what, oh, kind bad, of bad teeth. Wait, wait, the bad teeth thing. Besides the bad teeth thing, I am with you. Well, she had some, some dirty teeth. Well, she probably drank a shit ton of absinthe. And you know, they, you know how they like melt the sugar cubes on them? That rots oh, yeah. the teeth a little bit. Oh, yeah. Plus, maybe there's a little, I could just see some, a little tooth decay in there. I, it didn't, Listen, there's no bigger turnoffs. There's no bigger turnoff than cavities and putting gingivitis. Yeah. She has beautiful boobs and <laughs> what apparently a nice ass, a tush. Why do you say apparently? Well, I, I, I didn't really get a good shot of her. Have you seen the Janet Tortures? Well, she's way hot. Really? I mean, she's way hot. I'm going to Google the Janet Tortures then. Yeah, she's dirty. And they got girls that come out on stage with the tape over the titties. Do they, do they like melt candles on their vaginas? Dude, we're talking dildos. And back really? when I used to see them, they would pierce people on stage. Oh, yeah. I mean, like nipple piercings. What do you yeah, want? I, you know, dirty shit. I'm glad I dildos never. Dildos and, oh, yeah. Really? Porn. Almost porn. Is there music any good? Couple tunes are all right. You so know, I mean, there it's kind of got that industrial kind of metalish, sure, kind of sound to kinda it, kind like of like a bile or gothy like industrial sure. metal. Interesting. Well, you know that's interesting. Ilsa is just like her, though. It's oh, just like her, really, because she's got some huge titties. Somebody put a picture of Jen from the Jenna Tortures and Ilsa side to side for the Facebook group. Uh huh. I'm gonna have to do that. I might Google that tomorrow or some crap. Yeah, but whatever. Let, let let's move on with this uh, with this review. Uh, it starred Max Thayer as Commander Adam Scott as the American. Oh, yeah. Okay, he was amazing. It, it uh, starred Jerry Deloney as El Sharif, uh, Tanya Boyd as Satin, Marilyn Joy as Velvet, Sue Ling as Katsina, and I just want to mention one more guy: George Buckflower as a beggar. We love the George yeah. Buckflower too. We love him so much here at the Corpse Cast. The beggar that got kicked over. Yeah, well, well, it was like, when, the, when the truck rolled in, yeah. it was like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm going to go ahead and spoil something. If you've never seen Ilsa She Wolf of the SS, you would know if you've seen that that she dies. That Ilsa dies at the end of that. Okay. Oh. And but the problem is that she's back and now working for the oil sheiks in some unnamed Middle Eastern country. Uh, this film, like I said, this film takes place somewhere in the Middle East, nested within the barren desert wasteland. There's a lush and beautiful palace, complete with goats and chickens in the front yard. Yeah. Okay. 
That's um, how you do. <laughs> sure. Why not? Well, you you know you need shit like that for tasty, delicious dinners. Um, this is the home of El Sharif, the Arab ruler of some unnamed Middle Eastern country. It just so happens that on the day that this movie starts, El Sharif is getting a delivery from the Arab Postal Service. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's that or not, but whatever. There are three large crates, but we'll talk about that in a second. This opening scene, though, is all about introducing Ilsa. You did a great job of uh, describing Ilsa's physical appearance. How do you how tall do you think she is? She's probably almost, you know, get five ten. Yeah, five nine. You know, something like that. Five ten, five nine. Buxom blonde. Basically, if you've seen She Wolf of the SS, she commands respect. She is there in her like, uh, what do you call it? Like her outfit, her uniform. Yeah, she is the harem keeper. Of this El Sharif. Yeah. Okay. And she basically seems she like she takes care of the business. She runs the day to day, what have yous of this, uh, you know, uh, for this, uh, his sex tarts. Absolutely. She was, you know, it's funny because Ilsa, she was born in 1943. She's 69 now or almost 70 or whatever you call it, but she was 34 in this movie. Oh. That was. Would you think that she looked older or younger? Than yeah, the I, older. I would say too. She's almost like a milf in this, and I guess a thirty-four-year-old lady has kids, but she commanded so much. She was almost. She has this look of like she would like look at me, and she'd be like, "Michael, here is what is going to happen," and I would follow every oh, single instruction yeah. that she gave me. Start. To finish. I guarantee you saw the Jenna tortures, you'd be going, holy shit. Yes. And that's, and okay, anyway, but that's what it is. And there, it's funny because this, there, like I said, there's the scene where, you know, these three giant crates get delivered. And it's not about the three giant crates in this scene. It's all about describe or, or introducing, sorry, Ilsa as a ruthless woman. Yeah. For instance, there's Buck Flowers. He's walking around begging at the palace, alms for the poor. Give me alms for, he touches her. She has him flogged and then killed. You filthy pig, get away from me. <laughs> anyway, so these three giant crates, they're taken back to some kind of science lab. The, crate, the crates have been opened. And you know what? Let me tell you, there's no better Christmas than getting these three crates. I'll tell you why. Hell yeah. There are three topless women in this wearing nothing but chastity belts. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first woman is a sole heir of a chain store king of the United States. The second one is a large-breasted film actress who the Western press dubbed the new Scandinavian love goddess. Yeah. How about that? And the third one is an Asian-European equestrian champion. Uh, basically, it's the plan of El Sharif and Ilsa to add these gorgeous women to El Sharif's harem and maybe do a little bit of blackmailing while they're at it, you know? Sure. Whatever. Um, then we get a little glimpse about how El Sharif lives. Let me tell you something. There are not a lot of dudes that I'd be like, you know what? I would leave my life for right now to go live this guy's life. I, I would absolutely agree with that. El Sharif may or may not be one of these guys. You don't ever have to. What I found okay. is living that lifestyle, you never have to stand up. <laughs> well, you can lay on cushy pillows yes. and never Stand up. You're getting. It's like, hold on a minute. I want to eat some grapes. Sure. And then kiss this vagina. What? But I never have to stand up. Dude, 
Um, physically, let's describe the guy. He's kind of a short dude, especially compared to Ilsa. Oh, God, he's kind I of a short, kind of a greasy guy. He's got a, like a real he's greasy, greasy beard. He's hairy. Yes. He's skinny. He looks like his breath stinks <laughs> to high heaven. He is the most disgusting guy I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. The problem is, is this guy's got power, man. He's got power. He's the top oil sheik of the oil sheik. And that's what the dude loved. That's what the ladies love, you know? He lives in the lap of luxury while his people suffer. Yeah. You know, basically, he has greased up sex slaves rubbing their boobs all over him while licking every inch of him. And let me say this. Dude. Okay. Okay. That scene right there, opening uh-huh. up where, sure. where uh-huh. you meet Swami. I'm going to call him Swami. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But. This stinky, disgusting-looking guy. <laughs> and that girl's body was oh, absolutely You're talking about the Asian beautiful. that uses the tongue the, to lap. Oh, my gosh. The, the first girl that's giving him the massage down right. or whatever. And right. he's like, yes, I love it. <laughs> her face was absolutely horrible. It was, it was okay. But, but her body was like, oh, my God. And it's oil with that cocoa butter yeah, on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> And but the thing is, is you know what's great? I could forgive the face if she knows how to work that tongue. Work like it, that. and she did. That that's basically all she did. Well, and that's what Elsa says. She says, "Hey, the sheik's favorite organ is the tongue." You know what? We'll get to that because you know what? She just didn't fall off the boat and was like, "Hey, I know how to use my tongue." We'll yeah. get into how they get there, though. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and. Uh, and move along with the plot. Meanwhile, a plane is coming from the USA carrying American, an American diplomat or some kind of American oil businessman or something. Yeah. And then an army commander played by Max Thayer. Uh, there are tons of scenes on this plane. It's like, it's like they almost gave us real time, the 15 hours it takes to come from America to wherever this country is, but whatever. Good Two for them. things. Okay. I liked the guy in the glasses. He loved him, dude. I liked that guy. And I also noticed that every time they showed that helicopter or airplane or whatever they were in, uh-huh. here. <laughs> the flute. Like, oh, here come the Americans. They had the flute and the snare drum. Cause that, what's more American than the flute and the snare drum, dude? I totally It's like, know. oh God. I mean, it's, you have to have that drilled in. Oh, uh-huh. they're. They oh, this be, is the American. He must be a Yankee Doodle. Let me ask you Yankee Doodle. Too. Yeah. Did you exactly. notice that Max there, that his lines, like you would be talking, you'd have the guy with the glasses that's, you know, old and whatever. Then yeah. you have Max there. He was overdubbed with like the smooth voice. Yeah. He'd be on like smooth jazz. When so he, what are you saying there? Exactly. Which was freaking <laughs> amazing. It was so much. It was so funny, man. It, you know, it's funny as I have the notes. Also, every time they show the U.S. guys, this awesome music plays with the yeah. flute and the snare drum. I have it right here. That I'm telling you, dude. It was just like every time he saw that, he's like, "Oh, okay, that's a good guys." <laughs> it's like just sit back, relax, and watch titties. And yeah, sure. Oh, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, bad Listen, guys. I figure if you weren't greased up, you were a good guy. Yeah, because you know, that's basically <laughs> how it kind of. <laughs> Kind of like broke down. But meanwhile, Ilsa has moved the ladies from the crates into human bird cages. They're still topless, wearing their chastity belts, of course. Um, they t- she tells them about.
about their great lives, what's in store for them, that they're going to be members of this harem. Of course, you know, you know, they they're not down with being a member of a harem because they're uppity ladies. Yeah, sure. You know? They're like, sure. hey, listen, I'm used to living in the lap of luxury. She's huh? tell, Ilsa's telling them, you are going to live in the lap of luxury. You guys are going to be, man, it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> Dude. And the funny thing is, is that she's talking about it. She's like, listen, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But I've got this rat in a cage. Yeah. Despite all his rage. Question for you. Oh, let's hear it. Because I went pee-pee oh, at shit. this point. Why don't you pause it? It's a DVD, dude. Did. Now, you answer this for me. Okay. She went around the room to the bird cages. Right. To show each one of them the rat. Sure. Now, I caught a little bit of what she was talking about but was she talking about putting that rat in their vagina <laughs> she's like well, you know we'll put this there and and the rat will look for a warm place warm. that is that, ha- yeah. that has a lot of moisture which i assume is their vagine yeah because i totally <laughs> I, I i i missed that no so yeah. it's like this bitch is gonna put rats in vaginas ain't that about a bitch <laughs> that is about a bitch all right, before we go on, I just want to mention one thing real quick. I kind of want to get it out of the way, okay? We've talked about Elsa. We've talked about the Sharif, but let's talk about the real stars of the show, Shane. You? Yeah. Satin and Velvet. Or... Sister or, Act. Is I... <laughs> is that them? Is that, that yeah, you're yes, yes, about? you're right. Is I like to call them Perky and Droopy, since that's yeah. the best way for me to tell them apart, because their titties are out most of the movie... And one of them has perkier tits than the other one. But to describe them, they're both these beautiful black ladies, okay? And you know what? They're beautiful to look at, but you know what? They are dangerous. Sure they are. They kick some ass. Basically, there's at one point we get a guy, okay? Because you know, we know how Sharif is with he his... He kind of looks like uh, Brian Totrak. Oh, the guy who fights the yeah, devil? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, dude. But... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But... A little bit. I'll Brian, you... Brian Totrek's a lot thinner. Than this guy? Than this guy. But Well, he was, I, I hope that this that Brian Totrek's a little more hairy than this guy. But what, what do you got to do? Basically, what happens is the Sharif says, you know what? You know what your punishment is for whatever? We don't know what your sin was. We don't know what your crime was. But your punishment is to fight. These two hot ass hand to hand combat with two black ladies. It could be twins, but they're actually lesbian lovers, which makes it happy for me. Right. I'll tell you what, man. This fight is not fair because the guy comes out is like, oh, here's two black greased up ladies, and they are hottish, just wearing like a what do you call that? Uh, like a like sarong? a sarong? No, no, no. Because a sarong covers it. They they're just wearing like a like something just barely covers everything, and they are all greased up. Yeah. Um. It's funny because they do put a sheet on the ground so that none of the blood touches the grass. Okay, we got to keep the grass clean. Okay. Of course. But um, you know, as they're fighting, we got these two overacting black chicks just kicking the shit out of this guy who's you know pretty big tubby guy. He's got his mustache, which kicks some freaking ass. Like and, every goddamn movie you've ever seen in your life, right? The guy that thinks that he's going to win in the Battle Royale right. always looks around like, <laughs> hey, this is going to be some easy. fun. This is easy kicks going on here. <laughs> well, little does he know that these two ladies, Droopy and Perky, have some moves such as the armpit stomp. Yeah. They have some, 
overacting back karate chops. Of course. And they kicked the mother effing shit out of this guy. Yeah. Okay. The guy is dead, whatever, but that's a thing. That's all, all what it's all about. And basically, the only thing that you have to say after that is what Ilsa says. Welcome to my company of Unix. Yeah. Which is a little harsh. Welcome to the company of Unix. I mean, that's it, dude. That, that's all that you got. That means your penis is taken off. And no, you're your just balls. A failure. Your balls. Sir, I can't believe you don't know the correct way to make a man a eunuch. Dude, <laughs> if your penis is taken off, you might as well take the balls. Wouldn't right? that be? Wouldn't that be pretty? Like, like, uh, like that'd be some Marquis de Sade shit. I mean, if you don't got, I mean, you can have your penis, or you can have your balls and no penis. That's rude. Yeah. That's just awful. Something dang. That's that's awesome because you <laughs> the balls are just dangling there. The penis is gone. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. Remember what you had above it. <laughs> but the thing is, you still want to bone a you know a lady if you yeah. get your balls right. I assume. I don't know. Thankfully, I'm still fully. In I, don't know, I don't know, dude. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I don't want to bone any ladies. No, dude. You if still they take have my, if they take my dick. Do you want to bone a different lady if they take your dick off, but you still have your balls? No, I'm saying yes. You do. if if I do not have a penis anymore, but I got two balls. Well, you want down, to doesn't mean you can. You're gonna have I to get off by I sticking your thumb up your ass. Anything that has to go from the nether regions. I'll tell you what. Again. If Stifler taught us anything from the American Pie thing, you can still get off by sticking your thumb up your ass. Okay, I've yet to try it, but you know what? I hear that shit works. Whatever. Take off the balls. Anyway, we have some scenes where uh, the three women in the packages are being trained to please the Sharif. Like we were talking about earlier, it's like, this Asian lady, she knows how to please the Sharif. You don't just, like, fall into that. You don't know that inherently you need to be trained, okay? Yeah, of course. We get some training sequences where there are ladies licking other ladies. Um, In fact, there's one time where Ilsa says the words, lick bitch. Yeah, lick that bitch. it's It's like, I've never, I don't know if I've heard that in any other kind of movie ever. I like that she's into her job. She likes like, her job. I demand <laughs> top performance she for does. my ladies. Listen, if she's probably going, she's like, you know what? At once a year, I go to a job review, yeah. and I want top as marks. As you do. Sure, as everybody as does. you're supposed to do. And she's like, you know what? I want top marks. I want your tongue helping out the Sharif yeah. to make him feel great. By the way, where does the Sharif get all his like giant dildos and stuff like that? I know. Did you see that one on the There was one with like a giant. Pole? It's almost like uh, Gandalf's spear. <laughs> Thou shall not like pass. Oh, wait. I'm going to tickle Did my clitoris. Gandalf have a spear? No, he had a... Uh, yeah, he had like a staff. Staff. Yeah. That's it. Not a spear. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a staff with a, with a dick on Vibrating. it. Vibrating. Which is weird because it's like... I did not think that I would see actual stuff that I could pick up from, like, the keyboard. You know what I did, like? Oh, dear. Is that when he jumped up, when Ilsa came in the room, uh-huh. and he had that giant staff with the vibrator. That, that the girl decided to pleasure herself. She's like, mother, ain't that about a bitch? I'm going <laughs> to enjoy this. Yeah. She, well, that I mean, was the hottest part of that whole scene. I totally like, agree. Mm, I want to see. You I'm going to finish myself off. He's, like, he's obviously yeah. busy, but you know what? That doesn't mean the party's got to stop over here. Oh, this old hag came in. I'm going <laughs> to pleasure myself off. We also get some scenes where we see the lab. All sorts of different stuff going on. We have butt enhancement shots. Yeah. We've got tiny, uh, sorry, titty fixing operations. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got an ear replacement service because apparently the Sharif likes to bite some ears off people, he likes like to Mike bite Tyson, and punch and uh, do all sorts of weird. And that this ladies. is kind of where the sex kind of the fix them up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That it's just kind of like a you know you take your car into a body shop you know before, but there's a lot more going on. I mean, we have the fixing, but they've also got the creation of assassination devices because there's at one point the Sharif wants to kill his rivals in the region. Yeah. The best one that they come up with, the best assassination device, is something that I like to call the pleasure bomb. That's the perfect uh, description of that. I don't know if it's a real word or if that's what they really called it, but bomb. it's a pleasure bomb. Basically, you know, should we should we wait to talk about that till later? Let's wait. Even though there's a chrome dildo involved. No, give it to us now. All right, I'll give. People I mean, don't wait. don't give away the the ending, but okay. give away what happens with the pleasure bomb. Basically, what happens is they've got some kind of a deal where they stick an instrument up a woman's vagine, and when she has, what shall we call it, an orgasm? Yeah, a bomb erupts from within her bowels, and they try it out with this machine. Yeah, which is the chrome dildo yeah. effing machine. Which, by the way, isn't that this isn't the first uh, machine, the effing machine that we've seen on the corpse cast? Because I mean, we had bad biology with all those machines and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But so Ilsa's behind a uh, curtain, and they're just testing this out. Oh, and yeah. they're like, oh, and she's turning the knob. Oh yeah, and this mechanical sex machine is going in and out of the lady that has the faster that has the, the device yes. the bomb the bomb i don't you know said they, bomb i did the you pleasure bomb. bomb you can't say bomb oh because the tsa will fuck what about you up bomb, 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 bomb. what if i'm a bombardier <laughs> but she's got a bomb or something in there mm-hmm. and the friction Makes it explode, so they test it oh, out. I, th- I think they actually tie it to a woman's orgasm, okay? I think that's what they do. That, or when a dude is jizzing, the, the jizz interacts oh, with the, the bomb and it blows see, up. You, yeah, you took that way deeper. Well, I, did I just thought of, it was like a friction thing, like a firecracker. I did a lot of thinking about this. <laughs> I thought long and hard about this movie. Okay, long and hard. Can I say long and hard again? Can I go... Yes. One more time? Absolutely. It's like yeah. a firecracker. I wish you would. Anyways, there's all this fun stuff going on, and then all of a sudden we do get a scene of a human sex slave auction. Yeah. We have everything from fat slobs of women, who, by the way, they have in the dungeon, they're feeding chocolates to. That was one of my WTFs. Yeah. I was like, what's up with the well, they obese, to- fat, I mean, well, obese, I guess sure. this is. Naked ladies that are just feeding themselves. I figure it's to each their own. Every man likes a different kind of dude. Sure, skinny, sure, but I'm, skinny I'm, and flexible all the way up to tub light and filled what with chocolate. Is the deal with that? It's an why are they caged? And why are they just going? They seem happy as a clam. Well, because they were eating chocolate. They seem totally happy. They're like, hey, do you know that chocolate gives you in your brain gives you the same sensation as an orgasm? I don't believe that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I figured I'd throw that I in there. I love chocolate. I love candy. Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, you just need more of it, apparently. Anyway, let's let's move it on. We well, like I said, we got the human sex slave auction. It's so great because um, th- this is one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. There's dudes with so much money that they're throwing it around. There's a lady that's so flexible she makes a bridge backwards. She kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Man. 
But the guy's like, hey, I'll give you 100 dinars for it or 100,000 dinars for it. But you know what? I need you to do something for me first. I need you to take out her teeth. Because I yeah. don't like the scrape. She was, the teeth. she was beautiful. Wow, until they freaking took out her teeth, which is weird. This is sexist. That I can't believe pretty, I watched this movie. That was pretty goddamn creepy, though. Don't you, uh, don't you admit? I mean, it's like the, the teeth and the blood falling down on the, oh, like, yeah. And they didn't show it. There was also, they, well, they showed like uh, teeth falling to the ground yeah. and blood. And, oh, yeah. There was so much bizarre stuff in this movie that, I mean, I, I don't know why that was like, off-putting to me, but it was. Uh, we also have another subplot before we move on. Uh, before the Americans show up, they had someone on the inside who uh, basically was a belly dancer with a microphone navel jewel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can somebody get a bitch some headphones, please? Yeah. Because she's there, she's listening to it out loud. Of course, she gets she gets caught because she's like, you know, she's listening to the tape, she gets caught, she gets tortured in what I like to call the Tite Smasher. The mammogrammer. Why don't you describe the titty smasher for us? Um, well, I guess it was two planks of wood <laughs> and her big buxom boobs were inside of it. And you could hear this, this is so bad. crank. Why don't you tell us where you got that machine that we'd never seen before? That's oh. weird. And they crank it. And she's like, hey. Dude, that was so great, dude. Oh, uh, you know, and it's, I, I feel bad for laughing because it was just so bad. But the beginning of the end of this movie, okay, everything's running smoothly. We got the Americans trying to come in and, and try to talk the Sharif into selling some of the oil because they need the oil. And the Sharif's like, hey, you know, yeah. get out of my face. I don't need any oil. I don't need to sell you any oil. I'm rich as shit. And the guy's like, well, what about your people? You know, they're starving. He's like, hey, F the people. They're yeah. stupid. Whatever. But. The problem is, is we get this American soldier, and she he starts charming the pants off of a little young lady named Ilsa. In fact, she dresses up in one of the hottest outfits I have ever seen for the celebration. Really? I, didn't you love that thing, dude? I thought it was really... Uh, Ostentatious? I thought it was... Um, back in the day... <laughs> At the concerts, <laughs> sure. Okay. At the concerts sure. you go to, if you were like back behind the uh, where the where they hide the uh, tour buses, okay. You were looking for autographs, and there were some girls that were looking to play hide the pickle. What's a pickle? And the roadies would come <laughs> out and go, "Who wants to play hide the pickle?" And, and if I they were like, wearing that kind of outfit, that is a hide. The I hide all the pickles. <laughs> Well, Dress. the thing is, is she loved it. It was elaborate and beautiful. It was. She loved that American soldier. And, and Ilsa, she did look great. She it. filled it out, dude. Yeah. She looked, you know, so listen, that's great. They have, you know, a little bit of sexy times, but before they did that, they have, you know, there's a couple of funny parts. They're sitting there watching the celebration, and there's, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Perky and, um, and what's her name? Satin and Lace or whatever. And they're dancing, which in Elsa's like to the American soldier, they have not finished yet. Would you like to follow and watch? You know, whatever. No. Okay. I no. would, I would have said yes. He had, I think he knew he was going to be able to sister act. You'd follow and say, "Yeah, I oh like." Oh my gosh! Yes, I would. I would not. What? The sister act? Yes. No way. What? Are you kidding? I me? was repelled by them. No, they were two of the hottest bitches I ever saw. 
The I twins, the two sister act. Yes, I love they were those. two of the hottest I've ever seen. Well, you know, Nubian princesses, man. I was oh, I no love way. those two. I think they could have kicked the shit out of me. Nothing like pain and bone at the same time. Yeah, kicking you in the wait. Balls was that up. was that a little bit too much information? <laughs> High kick to the face. <laughs> Take that. Dude, cadaver lab. All, all I'm saying is, is that there, there was at this point there was some actually good writing. In yeah. the, I thought for this for this movie, there was a part where a dude gets his hand cut off because he stole a gem. The gem, <laughs> the gem that was from the belly dancer that was the microphone, you know. Yeah. And the uh, it's the one that the Americans planted and all that stuff. And Ilsa's like, hey, check this out. You know, this is this guy got his hand cut off because he stole this. You know, I and mean, it was uh, I, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I thought yeah. it was like, ooh, in your face, mother effer, because we know you are the guys that planned. But it's like, hey, let me show you. Let me show you what we do to people. Exactly. This guy cut. So really, he's still holding the <laughs> jewel in his hand when they cut it off because Ilsa goes. Let me. What there did he is. steal? The American guy goes. So what did he steal? She goes. Let me show you. It's still in his hand, in a fist, and it's on a platter. Here comes the severed hand with the jewel in it. It's like really, you don't throw that away. Absolutely, I do. But the thing is, is all that can be forgiven because I'll tell you what, this guy. Okay, can I just mention this guy was, you know, maybe a little bit freaky than uh, I think Ilsa was uh, prepared for. Because, um, and he gets her in her little love nest uh-huh. and pulls out the switchblade. Oh, yeah. And he starts cutting us. He's all, all I need is a little uh-huh. slit down there or whatever. You know? And it's like, okay, great. Well, this is wonderful. And I think at one point later on in the movie, I think the American dude slipped a finger in her butthole, but I'm not sure. I just, I missed that. Well, I, I'm just like, ooh, I think he's trying to slip it in there. Oh, did he just do it? I don't know. It was quick. Bang. It was finger quick the, if it was. Finger in the bang. I think it was put cool. it on the bang. I, I I I think I saw that, but whatever. Let's move on. Ilsa and the Americans love is forbidden. Her loyalty is softened because of her love for this guy. She is tested by the Sharif. And when I say tested, I mean tortured by being strung up naked and had some dirty leper dude like give her the 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 uh, what would you call it? the tongue lapping? Yeah, dude, I would you know they hinted to this creepy thing throughout the movie right. that was in a pit. And I was like, oh, is there, I mean, on top of Sister Act and all this shit going on, there's going to be a monster. Well, that's no, in a dude. Pit? Okay. But that ended up being the prince. Oh, was it? Yeah. Is that where that went? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that I was thought it was creepy, muddy looking mustache guy. But I'll tell you what, said, I'm going he was to dirty and she and was strung up. Yeah. He ripped off her clothes, and can I just, I don't mean to sound sexist, but she had some of the biggest, plumpest. She uh, had nice breasts. Oh, that's no, I was talking about she was a good, okay, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I'm sorry. She had nice breasts, for sure. Oh, I'm saying. It didn't show, I mean, it took forever to get there. It did. It was like, well, oh, those aren't bad. Well, They're <laughs> better than most of the boobs you see in the movie. And you see a ton. Yeah. In this movie. Here's the thing though. The th- it's funny because in the first Ilsa, the she-wolf of the SS, you see, you see this woman, Diane Thorne, naked from minute one, man. You oh, see yeah. her naked all the way. Have you seen? Uh, I have not. Oh, dude. No. Creepy kitchen. They're going, you know, F you. 
Oh, so good. They're going, F you, Mike. You're horrible. I know. But, I know, you know. I know. But yeah, I've never seen it. No. But basically, this, this is my first Ilsa. This was the one scene that they they were freed. They were let free into the world. You know, doesn't everybody just want to be free? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was a very beautiful moment. So because, you in know, SS, you see the tits right out oh of the gate. Oh my gosh, yes. We Apparently, we need to have you see the SS because it's unbelievable. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it. But, <laughs> I mean, she she was, I would put her in middle ground as far as tit tits go. What? They were, there was what? a lot of subpar. There was a couple wow, wow and you there was Ilsa. She's in the middle. Really? Yeah, she's hers. Well, to me, maybe it was because I had so much respect for the the Kadim, the 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 title, the her 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 station was like whoa. Because she's been in like nine of these movies, right? Uh, like four or five or something like that. Yeah, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, is that that to me was unbelievable. Apparently, it wasn't so unbelievable to Shane, but uh, nobody's perfect. Anyway, um, okay, so I don't want to do a whole bunch of spoilers, but from here on out, here's kind of a story. Nothing makes a better uprising of a, than an army full of eunuchs, sex, yeah. sex slaves, and mistreated servants, including little boys that are sent to pleasure old American dudes with glasses who are yeah. I love that guy, dude. <laughs> he was awesome. I, I, I mean, he, he was, he didn't really have a part. Yeah, I was a little bit small. I mean, <laughs> When right. he was on the plane or whatever. Sure. Uh-huh. But that bedroom scene was absolutely fantastic. Where he's going, what? what? I'm, uh, I, I don't married. need help going to bed. What are you here I'm for? I'm married, you know. Right. But they'll chop my head off. And he goes, all right, I guess you can S my bees, but whatever. We'll, we'll just go ahead and, uh. I thought that guy was great, but he was, he was the, he was top notch. We also find out that Ilsa, even though her heart has melted for this American soldier, she's still pretty twisted because, like I said, spoiler, they capture the Sharif. Okay. They bring him and they're going to torture him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, basically what he does is he's like, Hey, Remember that chick, that Asian chick? Hey, why don't you come here? I know you have the vagina pleasure bomb in there. Why don't you do the Sharif? Yeah. And that's how he dies. The 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 pleasure bomb blows up, kills her, kills the Sharif. They put the duct tape over his mouth so he can't say anything. Right. right. Tie him down and say his last pleasure would be to be with you, you noble servant. And, and she says, and it, she, well, hell yeah. Well, and it's funny because she even teases her, hey, after this, you'll be free. You can go and do whatever you want. Well, yeah. that's not necessarily true because you're going to be all blowed up. Yeah. Whatevs. Yeah. Whatever. What are you going to do? The, and that's basically the end of the movie. There's one last final part that I thought was hilarious. And because after that, it's like the American guy's like, oh, my gosh, how could you do that, Ilsa? Years? What about her? What about her feelings, you know? But he's like, okay, well, I'm going to hit I back. believe his words were, you bitch. <laughs> you <laughs> stinking bitch. I don't know if he said stinking, but you no, right. he said stinking. Did he really? I was like, ooh, that's got some that's sting got to it. That's got some tang to it, you stinking <laughs> Bitch. But did you notice as he's getting ready to board the helicopter to head back to the U.S. of A, he had a couple of random women with him. What was he going to do with those girls? See, and I thought the entire movie uh-huh. should have been or could have been or would have been uh-huh. wrapped around, look, we're flying these ladies in. We <laughs> kidnapped them from all over the world. Right, right, right. And they are part of the harem. Right, of course. And 
our goal here is to get them back home. Yes. But it's Oh, uh, I thought I thought he was trying to build a harem of his own to be honest with you. Yeah, I it was just like, "Oh, I so you're not out. It's not a rescue operation." <laughs> It's a poo-paying operation, it's, which is like basically what every man wants to do. And the American, <laughs> he's like at the big dinner and hands are being chopped off and everything. He's just like, yeah, well, I want to give you some bone. What do you think about that? <laughs> uh, you know, what's funny is is they were looking at this movie. They're like, let's keep the nudity and violence down in this movie so we can still get an R rating. Um, I really don't know how much less nudity and violence was in this than it was in She-Wolf. I mean, there was a little bit less torture. I mean, there was tons of nudity, though. Tons of nudity. Constantly. You know, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, this is one of the most I've got, I've movies got, I've ever. I've got a, I've got a, oh, no, you didn't. And that is... Look what you did to the door! Yeah. And... and, and and it comes down to that torture scene with the lady. Okay. You've got her tits in a mammogram machine that is going to squish the shit out of her. <laughs> right. And their final thing for her mm-hmm. is ants. <laughs> it's like, really? I mean, you keep turning that knob, squish them shits flat as a button, like Dude, the hell of the living dead. This, this... But- the ants are going to do her in. Let me tell you something. That's, that makes perfect sense to me because this movie is exploitation incarnate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there is no two ways about it. This movie is sexist. It's misogynist. There's so much nudity. There are more tits in this movie than a Rodney Dangerfield sex palace. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Rodney Dangerfield had a sex palace, <laughs> but, but I figure he's the type of dude to have a sex palace. God damn it. I hope he did. No, he deserved it. If there's anybody, uh, you know, there was female torture, everything from a chrome dildo, uh, to ants in the cooch, like you said. Um, the Sharif said that no, my favorite part is that Sharif's like, ooh, let's put this bomb in somebody. No one would suspect it. Yeah. But it's silly because you send this off to El Sharif of the different zone in the desert, and it's like, okay, so, you know, you don't need CSI or Sherlock Holmes to realize, oh, shit, this bomb blew up from inside this lady and yeah. blew everything up. It's like, what are you guys thinking? Whatever. Listen, this doesn't have to be logical. Like I said, it's exploitation, you know, um, incarnate. It's all meant to be titillating. It was kind of racist because all of the uh, the Arabs were uh, depicted as monsters, you know, and it was just bat shit crazy. Over the top in every conceivable way. That guy was so disgusting to look at. Oh, yeah, dude. I hated that dude. And it's like, uh, oh, wait, there was one line uh-huh. that Ilsa said to the, to the, to the ladies in, you know, get, get ready, get ready for the goodness. You know, mm-hmm. you are here to pleasure the king. And it was, uh, oh man, something of, uh, yeah. When the guy is shaving her body, he goes, <laughs> yes, shave it. Shave it all, uh-huh. except leave the hair on the vagina. Between her legs, because that's the only hair he likes. Oh. You know, it's so fun. We didn't even mention the chastity belts. Oh, I mean, if you... Well, let's, say, let's say there's a feminist group watching this movie. They are folding their arms, and they're shaking their heads at this. But 
I even think that if a feminist group is watching this and they're like, okay, let's open up all of the, all of the, uh, good old chastity belts and we're seeing the different color of pubic hair that's going on. At that point, they gotta go, oh shit, this is just plain old exploitation. Let me tell you about the most disgusting part of this entire movie. Okay. And he brings the, Ilsa brings in three, Beautiful young women. They're all wearing these chastity belts that are basically leather bound. They got this big gold cover on the front. <laughs> yep. And there's a key lock in the front. Yeah. And when you open those key locks, this little door, just like a real door on your house, opens <laughs> up, but it's in the shape of a heart. How would you like it if the, when you open the door to your house, you saw a vagina? Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, sorry. I would love to see a vagina. <laughs> I didn't see that. Okay. Okay. So the Swami, the Sharif, Sharif. or whatever yep. we uh -huh. call him, uh -huh. he unlocks each one of these three girls wearing the chastity belts. Right. The most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life is he puts the key in the chastity belt, unlocks it, opens yep. that little door uh -huh. that's shaped like a heart, uh -huh. and nothing but hair comes out. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> and See, then I love it's it. like it's like oh well, she's you know she, she's a real. You blog. only got one more. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting. I loved it. Dude. It was sickening. Listen, that the, the thing is, is this movie. If you take it for face value, if you're looking at it with a critical eye and you're saying, let's break down this. Let's, let's look at the themes of this movie and let's, you're going to hate this piece of shit. Sure. You're going to be like, this is the most hateful, misogynistic, you know, stupid storied, whatever. But if you look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is an exploitation movie. This was so much fun for me to watch. Sure. I yes. almost feel dirty for how much fun I had watching this. But as I'm watching this, I'm smiling the whole time just thinking, you know what? I would love to live in a world, but since I know that's fan that, that this goes on, but since I know it's fantasy, right? You know, I'm going to enjoy this movie, and it's silly. It, yeah, it's and you're stupid. Right. You're right, but it's unbelievably hilarious and titillating. It is titillating to a point. I could get a half chubber going <laughs> on, and then something filthy like some beautiful girl <laughs> licking that. Pigs, hairy legs. So he kept gross. going higher. What? Higher. And he's so higher. hairy and, and stuff. This beautiful girl is licking his hairy fucking legs. <laughs> there is nobody, and I swear to God, I'm calling everyone, anyone that listens to this podcast, okay. I am calling you out. There is nobody that likes to lick hair no. at all no, no in way. the world. No and this way. guy's got his legs spread going higher. Higher. It's like, dude, your legs are hairy as shit. Dude, I know what I'm in for. Listen. And maybe, it's going to be an afro of nasty. Listen, maybe, listen, maybe this is a problem for me because maybe it's just that I know that I'm probably as hairy as the Sharif. No, you're not. It, oh, yes, I am. No way. Well, you're a hairy son I just, of I just pulled yes. down my nah, chest You're hair. hairy. And all nah, I'm saying, you're a hairy sumbitch. So I just pulled down my my collar, and he looked at my chest hair. All I'm saying is that's a fantasy for us hairy guys, man. To, for great. a woman to lick 
Not the skin. No, just hair. not to be disgusted with how much hair we have on our bodies. I mean, you can't even just <laughs> imagine. I couldn't Listen, even it, imagine yeah, to be. It honest. was gross because she was doing it to another dude. You even like I almost got a hair. I mean, I I feel like I've got hair in my <laughs> mouth. I'm like ah. Oh my gosh! All right, so let's finish this up, dude. All I'm saying is, first of all, this movie, as I'm watching it this morning, you know, my wife's out Christmas shopping, and I got the kids running around, and I had to have the the my the remote and the, my finger on stop because this is nonstop exploitation. Oh yeah! If there wasn't nudity, there was there was crazy violence, and it's you know, it just you will not go a frame without seeing a pair of tits. It's hard to find. It's funny because when I find out when. It's like, I would say, oh, shit, I got to get up. I got to go, you know, help my, whatever, my son's crying. I'm going to get up. So I'd wait to hit the pause for where I could pause it on the screen where there would be nothing exploitative on it. Right. It took a little while before oh, yeah. I could get up and, and do that. But that's the kind of movie it is. It's all meant, in my opinion, it's all meant for fun. It's all meant just to have a good time. I freaking had a great time watching this movie, man. Okay. So how are you coming down? I'm high buying this because... You're high buying this movie. I like this better than She-Wolf of the SS because She-Wolf of the SS was a little bit more... It was darker. I mean, it had the torture and it had the... Oh, I can't get Yeah, I remember hearing the creepy kitsch and I was like, wow, that's fucking nasty and dirty, but... It was still... It was still super exploitative. What did you give that? You gave, I don't remember. You gave but that a I would buy? give that a buy too. But this one I liked better than you're giving this a high buy. I like this one better than that one, only because it was all fun times all the way through. Man, I loved this movie. I loved. I had a great time watching this movie. Oh man, I'm going down. I am. Okay. I'm coming down. All right. and That's saying, fine. This is a rent. Oh man, dear. there are so many better titty booby. Dirty, nasty things you could be watching. But this, I I have to say, this is, I'm even going to say it's a low rent. Really? This is something you, you, this this. this is something you should watch. Yes. Watch it. All right. I would even say, watch this after you listen to our podcast. (laughs) Okay. Because I just, yeah, I, I mean, it is just, not I had so much fun with this. Well, was it titillating? I think it was meant to be, but it was so funny to me as I'm watching this just going, oh no, they didn't. I did and I I take that into consideration because I understand it's it's like 1978 or something like that. And, 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 you know, so this was not meant to be funny. It was, sure it was. It, it, it was I don't exploita- think so. Well, it was an exploitation movie. I so think it was meant like to were, be an exploitation movie, they, but like I don't think there was. Out, trying I, don't to think, make, I don't think there was any comedy meant to be in this movie. Really, you don't think that it was all supposed to be over the top silliness? No, I, th- okay. I, th- I think it was. I, I think it was meant to really? be. Really? Well, 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 okay. I, maybe Regardless if bit. it was or not. That's how it came off in 2012. Yeah. Because I'm watching this. Amen. That's how it came off. And it was funny as she, just like Plan 9 from Outer Space from Ed Wood. He tried to make a fun, you know, serious, not serious necessarily, but he tried to make a serious movie. I thought they were being serious. Okay. All right, man. I thought they were going, I am the harem keeper. (laughs) Okay. I could be completely wrong, though. I don't know if you're wrong or right because I have no idea. Low rent. 
I love this movie. Hi, bye. Wow. I love this movie, man. That's I loved crazy. It. I loved it. Maybe I'm just a perv. It is a good movie, but the only thing my conscious brain can say is low rent. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm not going to judge you for your your Like opinion. the projects. <laughs> Oh, so there you go, man. We've had a great time talking here today on the Ugh. Corpse Collective podcast, man. Corpse Cast. I'll tell you what, man. It's this is the, uh, this is the kind of movie that makes me love. Look forward to watching horror movies. I love this freaking piece of crap. I realize it's a piece of crap, but I love it. Hey, you've got better taste buds than me. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, just so you know. Uh, call us up, man. Give us your question for the, or give us your answer for the question of the episode. Uh, like I said, um, if you had a choice, would you want to become one of the survivors after the first wave of the initial zombie outbreak? Why oh, yeah. or why not? Okay, people? That's all up my, that's a little, my, you know, what do they say? That it's all up my boat house. Up in, I don't my know. My houseboat. I don't know. I, do you have a boat? I don't even know. You no, I mean, about the, oh, what do they say that's all up my boat house. You're my, talking to a dude who doesn't know. But, um, so call that in. Uh, the bone phone number is 385-351-9273. That is 385-351-9273. And regardless of what Shane has to say, I had a great time watching this movie, listening to this He's band. pissed at me No, right I'm now. not pissed. Baby, look at me. Because he's kind of <laughs> going, you know what? He's like... How fucking dare you? I am not doing that at all. I'm just saying it's a low rent. I mean, it's like, yeah. I had so much fun watching this Why didn't you give me some Ilsa dirty whore Nazi of the SS? Well, I don't know if you're worthy of it now. You won't like that if you don't like this. because you'll. How do you know? You'll think it's all serious. Oh, he's looking at me. He's all like, whatever. He's giving me the whatever. No, I'll give it to you. You got it. I'd I'll, like to see it. It's good. It's not. I I like this movie better, but maybe you'll like that one better. Real? That could be true. So whatever. But that's all we got for because it's right? okay that we like things differently. It is okay. You know what? It's okay to be different, Shane. Yeah. You have a faux hawk. I've got nothing. You got a faux hawk. I got nothing. That's a two. Let's that's a get together two. and eat some muffins. <laughs> all right. On that note, I don't know. We will catch you guys later. See ya. Oh,